This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed, or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. You are listening to the flagship podcast with your hosts, Joe Lanza. I'm on fire, Rich! You were on fire before, and I'm on fire now! And Rich Crage. Wonderful Christmas time? Yes, it was on earlier today when I I was driving home from work. It's the worst Christmas song that's ever been recorded. It might be the worst song ever recorded. Rhythmically, it's terrible. The lyrics are awful. It's everything about that song. Legitimately the dirt. I mean, like, it might be the worst song ever created. And we are live on the flagship podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. Joe, what's happening? How are you? Yo. What's up? That's how I start my Thursday show. Yo. <laughs> yeah, you do it. How'd that be? Did that just kind of happen? I don't even You just do don't know how to week. start it? You don't even know? I don't know how to start it, and I don't even do well, it Well, it started with, week. like, you are listening, wasn't it? Didn't it start that, and now it just goes to Yo. I think I do that sometimes, too. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought you said, you are listening to the Thursday. Oh, uh, no, no, no. When I open up this show, which you never let me do anymore. That has been a that's while. Yeah, I, I should let you do that again. Sorry. I'll do it right now. <clears throat> Go ahead. Five, four, three, two, one. Give it 10 seconds of break, and then you have to give it 10 seconds of break. Go. Go ahead. You are listening to the best wrestling podcast on planet Earth. The flagship podcast. See, that's how I start this show, what you are listening. The Thursday show, I either do the yo or the I just say the date because it's awkward and I don't know how to start. So I say it is Thursday, December 15th, 2022. Oh, that's right. That Okay, that that's the more familiar one that I, yeah. I at least I remember. But, but sometimes I'll throw the yo in front of that. <laughs> is that when you're in a cheery, when, are you in a cheery mood when you do the yo? Like, did you do a yo it. today? Did you? Because you know this is an all-time great diamond episode this week. So, did you yo it this time? I did the yo today. I, I tend to do the yo when I'm in a good mood, and I don't know I'm going to do it. it. I just I just do it. I just just a visceral a, a visceral delightful reaction that you get right out of bed. It's a spontaneous yo. Yeah, it, it just it just happens or it doesn't happen. Um so there's the yo. Great oh. start to the show this week. 
incredible. Yeah. Uh, people did mention that this would be a great all banter show. Uh, this is not going to be the all banter show, unfortunately. But yeah, somebody said this would be a horrible. all banter. <laughs> yeah, it was like that would be so brazen and like even we couldn't do that. And, and and we we're pretty terrible about like big topics and we're talking about nonsense or, you know, well, we get to the big topics. We've got three hours here. We had a, uh, a person on YouTube that said three hours and 25 minutes. This show is absurd. I was like, well, it's been working for 10 years. So uh, maybe you're the absurd one, pal. But um. Uh- you are new here, sir. Yes, but uh, this is what we do. So I uh, was like, you need timestamps. This show's too long. And I was like, well, uh, be, be, it, be as it may. Yes, I agree. This show's probably too long, but we're too damn late. Too far gone. Ten years in with uh, these three-hour-plus shows. It's not. We're not changing anytime soon. So, How many people in the chat remember the Joe Gagne timestamps for the show? Because he used to do timestamps They were great. They are fantastic. I mean, I, if somebody wants to do timestamps, I would throw them in immediately. But I'm not going to do them. Are you kidding? Get out of here. Yeah, he used to do them, and they were funny because they were all over the place. Like, oh, it was it was manic. Not- like, if you just if you didn't listen to the show and you just read the timestamps, you're like, what? Like, it's like half of NXT review, uh, Montreal Canadiens in NHL '94, second part of NXT review plus you know discussion of you know diet coke flavors or something. It's like what? Joe, like, there's no way. There's no way these people are talking about all this stuff. Joe discusses broken foot of dirty 3 a.m. hookup like that. Yeah. That, yeah. And that's then how... he, but he tried to like, like say, well, hey, they started the, you know, ROH final battle review, but then they went into three different directions and then they finished it here. And it's like, it, it looks like the most ridiculous show, like an absolutely manic show. Uh, and it is. I mean, to be fair, it is. So that, that they, I, they were delightful. So if anybody wants to uh, uh, take that away. Um, then, then feel free to to go do that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm Remember, not I'm not doing timestamps for the show because also because they'd be ridiculous. Like it's not like we go, all right, Joe. Now we are going to get to Ring of Honor final battle. Like we do, but then we also talk about a bunch of other bullshit throughout the, t- the show. So t- t- listen for three hours or don't listen for three hours. All right, that's the best way I could tell you. Timestamps are for fucking nerds who have a set format and they're moving it along. And, you know, basically like the Masked Man show and the Dopey Pete show. That's what timestamps are for. Right. They have a list of topics they're going to get to in the order they're going to get to them. We sort of do that before the show and we usually don't even follow it that well. Yeah, that that and and we can never possibly just be like, okay, now our next topic on the docket is like we're not doing that. It's never going to happen. So you don't know where this is going to go. So you get the insane Joe Gagne timestamps where if you saw from the outside looking in, you go, "There's no way this guy's making shit up." There's no, this is a ridiculous show, and and now it is. No, that's what we're doing. We were talking. We did do a brief diversion. We're like Vince McMahon sexual assault allegations, uh, part one. Peanut M and M's, good or bad, and then like Fitzik fan sexual assault allegations part two. It's like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's a stupid show. So, do, do you remember? I had the Tinder hookup come over, and she came over in a full and leg the boot. cast. The boot. Oh, it was a lake. I thought it was a boot. It yeah, was the, the boot, f- like the boot. And uh, then, like a month later, I went to some other Tinder hookups house, and she had a leg cast on, <laughs> and. Because I knew that nobody, none of the listeners were going to believe me and they were going to think that I was just doing some kind of bit. I took pictures of her leg cast, remember? <laughs> I do remember that. I think I remember I asking, per- like, how did you even broach that subject? Like, how did you even say, hey, I got to do this real quick? Well, what I said to her was, hey, last month a girl came over to my house in a, in a walking boot. <laughs> so you just went right to it. You didn't even try to, no pretense. 
just no. And I have a podcast and I discussed it and <laughs> they're never going to believe this one because I come over your house now to bang you and you are in a leg cast. So may I take some pictures of your leg cast? I asked for consent, Rich. Of course. And of then, course. then she said, oh, that's hilarious. Go right ahead. And she like posed for me. She moved it. Oh, sounds like a keeper. Side. Yeah. Sounds like a keeper. Did you marry that woman or no? Yeah. And I sent you the pictures of the yes, light cast. Yes, yes. I know. I remember Because I didn't think anyone would believe that for, for obvious reasons. Why would anyone believe I had that? More, I they... had a number of your uh, uh, photos. There was the, the, one, the one lady who just had like uh, – looked like a fucking taxidermy office in her house. You kept sending me that one. There was some woman who just had just an insane amount of dead animals all over the place. I, I, I do vividly remember that. Hey, man, it's Texas. So, that it, you know. There's a lot of dead animal heads when, when you go over people's houses. But, um, okay, so someone in the chat's asking, well, no, the first girl, I called it off and sent her home because I was like, look, I don't know what you thought you were getting into here, but I can't be responsible to what happens to your injured leg. So I'm not comfortable with this. You got to hit the bricks. And she got mad at me and went home. And the, the second girl, when I went over the house, we I did go through with it with her. She was she was a lot of fun. She was a good time. So that that one we went through with. I didn't like the energy from the first broken leg. <laughs> from I didn't from this was boot. This was boot girl, right? Yeah, the girl with the walking boot. Like plastic walking boot or whatever. Yeah, th- that's tough. That's a fresh injury like limping, probably. Like, you know, that's pretty yeah. new. And she's like walking straight legged with the one leg like a like a pirate with a peg leg and <laughs> Yeah, today might not be the day. Let's maybe not do this. And she's like struggling, and I knew that that boot wasn't going to come off. And I'm like, listen, I don't like the vibes. So why don't we just shake hands and part ways? Let's be adults here because I'm, I'm really not interested. And she got really mad. You know, she did leave. And then um, you have to feel out the vibes when you're hooking up with these strangers. I mean, that's an important part. You have to have some banter first to make sure the vibes are right. And you know, everybody, you know, listening who's single or was single at some point knows what I'm talking about. You have to have a little banter. Of course. And then you, you feel out the vibes and you're like, eh, you know. Listen, I've, I've, I had plenty of women abort mission on me. I'm man enough to say it. It happens. Where they're like, ah, you know what? I'm not feeling it. And I'm like, you know what? I get it. Thank you for being honest. You know, I'm going to watch Sports Center now. And that's it. <laughs> I'm going to watch the 1130 Sports Center. <laughs> Right. They'll have all the but West I, Coast scores in here, so it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. So I sent her away, but what but the second girl and then a month Stan later Verrett's was your date that night or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I could catch the last SVP version of the show with bad beats. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, before it switches over to Sports Center Los Angeles. Yeah, right, right. So right. the far inferior sports center. Oh, by the, the way. worst, yeah. You far want the, the SVP version. Yeah. So um no, but when the second girl with the cast, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go through with it. And I was a little extra careful, took care of her, you know, and, and, you know, we did what we had to do. We did what adults do, Rich. And it was a good time. So uh, I thought there was going to be a rematch with that one, but there never was. Oh, you know, I was going to say, you didn't, you didn't marry that girl? That's, uh, that's... Nah, no rematch. That wasn't, that wasn't TLB, no. no. Uh, this was many years before that. Many years. But, um. I, I that felt like a rematch was possible, but I don't know. Maybe she left the territory or something. I don't know. <laughs> just, 
It didn't work out. Did you guys, but, um, you just did everything you could. Maybe you you you, you hot shot it and just did everything you no, could that one I, night. I, yeah. Listen, I felt like we had more story to tell on the table, you know. But yeah. she, I, and that's why. And the banter was good. And there there was even post match banter, oh, which wow. is key yeah. because sometimes you're just like, all right, that's enough of that, and you just get the hell out of there, you skedaddle. But there was post match banter, and it was good, and we were like vibing, you know. I was like, there could be a rematch here, Man, and no, they're just, sorry. you know, so, you know, just yeah, never happens. I, 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 she never contacted me again. I may have sent a you up once or twice, and never got a response. And it's like, eh, that's the game, Rich. That's the game. It's a tough game. It's a hard game. I'm glad to get out of that game. I was very happy to get out of that game. Did not it's, like that it, game. Don't like that game at all. You know, you think you like the game. The game sucks. The game sucks. Then you get out of the game and you find out you realize you don't like the game. It's very difficult, like, yeah. It's stressful. It's, you gotta be it's on. You gotta of, be on all the time. You gotta be talking to be twelve different people. Time. You gotta have good conversation with all these. And, dude, come on. You gotta remember what jokes you made already with which ones. You gotta remember what conversations you had with which ones. You gotta respond to the random text, otherwise it, you run the risk of they never talk. It's uh, it's too much. Glad I'm out of it. You know. Now I just don't answer my wife's text for like four hours and then <laughs> right. and deal with it later. <laughs> a whole nother game. A whole nother game. But can't, uh, can't what are you doing? You answer those texts. What, what better thing? What else do you have to do in, in your day? Well, okay. Sometimes it's strategic. Mm-hmm. And okay. sometimes it's I just haven't seen it or, you know. I don't. I don't. I you're, you're, you're also a terrible communicator. Let's be honest. I mean, and she probably knows that by this point me? that. Oh, here. Okay, this is why you're bringing this up. So how? So why am I a terrible communicator? Uh, messages hang for a while. That's okay. I'm not in the Slack all the time anymore. You know this. I do. Yeah. I, I, hey, if if I sent you a text, I would also not get a response very quickly. I, I guarantee you, you get a faster response via text. Okay, I'll try that next time. Because it's definitely. I will say between the hours of nine a.m. till like one p.m., very bad texting. But if I text you at like midnight, I get it, it's back right away. So I, I will say that that might well, be a, I mean, it might be a time zone if, thing too. If you're texting, we're in the me, same time zone, by the way. <laughs> if you're if you're sending me messages when I'm asleep, what do you want me to do? <laughs> right. Wake your ass up. Nine a.m. <laughs> yeah. What what am I a banker? <laughs> yeah. What am I a farmer? <laughs> right. Why am I up at nine a.m. ever? <laughs> so there's your problem, paper boy, right there. What am I a paper boy? I'm not getting up at nine. Yeah. Seriously. Like all right. When I wake up. I see your messages and then I respond to them. It's not like, but I can't answer in my sleep. And the other thing is, you know, I've cut back on the slack. Yeah, of course. I'm not in there. I don't have it open. You know, it's not on my phone. So, you know, you're going to have to send the text and then say, Hey, go look at the slack. Hey, you up? up? (laughs) Ask me if I'm up. Yeah. Cause I'm not going (laughs) to, I mean, come on, though. You got to cut me a break. I, I'm trying not to be up until double digits at least. I know, I know, I know. I, I do try to at least keep it till 10, 10 a.m., but that sometimes, yeah, that's all right. That's Who fine. knew you were harboring 
I'm not, no. Honestly, I just wanted to change the subject from because we're going to talk about Vince McMahon here in a minute. I want to change the subject from <laughs> random hookups with strangers to hey, new allocations against Vince McMahon. I wanted to bridge the gap a little bit between there. So they're, they're the little playful. I, I'm trying to help us. Yeah. So a little playful banter between us about our, our, our texts and our slacking. And then we can kind of ease into the Vince McMahon. It just felt a little crass to, you know, spend 20 minutes talking about you, you know, not hooking up with a lady in a, in a boot and then. And go to hey new allegations against Mr. Vince. I, I got it. So. I gotta say when when you said, "Well, you're not a very good communicator." I felt some vitriol. I, I apologize. Oh, I, it was it was it, no, it was not meant that way. I, I felt some vitriol in that. You know, um, would would TLB consider you a good communicator digitally? No, because okay, no, because she she's one of these people that wants to talk on the phone all the time, and I don't want to talk. On oh, the like phone. an actual phone call talk? Yeah, she calls oh, me on yeah, her lunch yeah, break. The worst. And and I'm like, and and I and I either don't I either don't answer it, or if, if I do answer it, I make it clear like I've had I don't want to be on the phone. And you know, she just wants to chat. Like, yeah, it's not I, I cut it, I cut it off like right, like it'll be going, and I'm just like, hey, look, you know what? <laughs> like, we'll yeah, I do the same thing. <laughs> like, I'm like when I could sense that we're just we're not going anywhere, we're spinning our wheels here. Be like, so, and I'm like, no, 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 we're done. (laughs) We're done. Like, if you had time to think and stop and start with, so we're out of here. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I always say. I go, oh, listen, I'm done with this. And then she's like, all right, fine. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. But, but like, I I, I tell her, I'm like, listen, when you come home from work, I'll talk all night. I, it's just the phone. I don't want to do it. I can't, I can't do the phone. You know, Um, it's just, it drives me nuts. I don't talk to my mother on the phone. No, but I don't talk to people on the phone. Can't stand it. Um, is that enough of a buffer? Or you want to? Do I think the, so. Want... Yeah, I think we got a good buffer there. So let's. Uh... Do my fridge? You want to do your TV? What no, you do? no, no, no. We gotta, we gotta keep that. I, I think that's you know we, next week it will be our our quote unquote Christmas show because it'll be pretty close to the holidays. Apparently, we did like a real like real deal Christmas show last year. I do not remember that at all. But uh, looking back, it looks like a pretty delightful show. So we'll maybe have to bring some of that back where someone's like, hey, are you guys going to do a Christmas show again? It was really funny when you guys did this, this, and this. And I'm like, I don't. Are you sure we did that? And I look back, I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that. We like gifted each other topics and stuff and games. And it uh, must have been a light week. Um, but uh, I don't know. This this wrestling year doesn't feel like it's ever going to be light. Uh, so you know what? Let's discuss the fridge and the TV next week, right? All right this, is, this is risky because this is live. But let me let me try something here. Okay. Brett. Oh boy. Brett. <laughs> Come here real quick. Okay, so you're live on the air. Just a warning. <laughs> right. Don't worry. don't say anything that gets yeah. us canceled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no time delay Question. either. No time delay either. So I have been accused by this man. Oh, oh, hold on a minute. It's not Rich fair. Rich of being not the greatest communicator. So <laughs> so he wants to know whether you consider me a good communicator or a bad communicator. Bad. Ah, bad. there it is. I was accusing you. Yeah. Very bad. Okay. I had a feeling that'd be the answer. Of course. I, I already went over how I don't like talking on the phone. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's for sure. Yeah, and you're a big phone person. I'm a phone person. But we make this work. Like, you'll call me on your lunch break to talk about nothing, and it just drives me nuts, right? Yeah, like, today I called you, and I let it ring, and I just hung up. And you never called me back or texted me. <laughs> oh. and said, Are you okay? Do you need anything? Wow. Like, Not even the text back? Well, you know, I'm just going to hang up because 
<laughs> I had a story, and then I'm like, go um, off. You never, you, you never follow up. Go you off, never, queen. Never, I mean, yes. Like, I don't know. Lands it in, in the me. mud. Of let course. it go. Let it out. Okay, but let I it figured... out. I love it. Let her go. Let her go. She's got a lot <laughs> to say important... here. important, Joe, exactly. hit the bricks. Joe, you're out. You hit the bricks. <laughs> if it was important, you would have sent the text. Let me just say like, the, the vice versa. If you had called me, yeah. First of all, I'd answer. Also, if I miss it, <laughs> oh my god, this man called. That's the issue. If this man yes. calls me, it's got to be like, oh well, the house that... is on fire. There's a flood. There's a a huge issue. A child is dying. That's not fair though, because you know if I call, it's important because I never call. Yeah, but when I do, I do. I, I try to call and have something that's sort of important. Yeah. I was calling to tell you about like what I got the kids from Santa. Yeah. Is what it was. So it's not like really important. But well, you important. texted me the same thing that got the message through, right? Of, yeah. Like hours later. Yeah. And you didn't, you know. Well, I figure I'll talk about it when you get home, you know? Or should we talk about how you missed the doctor's appointment, how it made me cry? All right. Okay. Whoa. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 Oh, listen. That 11, did not go well. Oh, listen, eleven fifteen and eleven fifty sound very much the same when I'm half asleep in the morning. That that was the issue. Okay, but <laughs> <laughs> this is not a good idea by you. By the way, yeah, this was risky. Late, this is the time yeah. to be there. Yeah, you're always like, oh, get his ass, get his oh. ass. You don't trust me. You don't trust me. That was the day I was like, benefit of the doubt. He knows. And I'm not going to check up. I'm not going to text. I'm not going to reach out. I'm just going to. But then the the fucking appointment was at 11. (laughs) I told him 11. First of all, 15 minutes beforehand because his ass is always late. And then at 1040, I text. By the way, the appointment is at 1115. I'll be there by 11 waiting crickets i'm like that's fine i show up i'm sitting in the parking lot right, okay. and nothing zero then i fall four times like a psycho bitch zero. okay i'm on because all right now i'm gonna give now you did i did that was good radio now listen i'm gonna defend myself now because <laughs> i don't think it's they're even worth it <laughs> no she already left the room she she tells me at eight in the morning wakes me up 11.15. I thought she said 11.50. So I start getting ready at 11.15. Like I'm in the shower. I'm preparing. Then when I get out of the shower, I have all these calls and texts. Where are you? I'm waiting. I'm here. And then I realize, oh, shit. She said 11.15, not 11.50. So that's my defense for, for the jury of listeners. <laughs> that's how I'm defending myself on this one. So that really backfired, you... huh? Well, I had a feeling that was going to go poorly. I thought it yeah, was more more. than poorly. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I I knew she was going to bury me, so I figured that makes some good radio. So let's call her in here and ask her about my communication because that's going to be you know that's going to go Which very badly. Her exact uh, quote is, "It sucks. You suck. You're <laughs> a bad communicator." <laughs> she left, so that was. Great. <laughs> I, I I heard a little Jersey in there. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if that's rubbing off on her or uh, or not because that, that that didn't sound like a Texas woman. That sounded like a Jersey woman there a little bit. That's pick it. It's picking up. It's picking I, up I would say it. yeah. There was there was some points there. Where I was like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> that's 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 a little more Jersey. Although those Texas women are feisty too. Don't don't let them fool you. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, in the chat, 
TLB came out of the bullpen like Mariano Rivera. Throwing gas. You knew it's coming too, and you can't. There's nothing you can do to stop it. You tried to stop it a bunch of times. You, you swung and a miss. Yeah, it's every on, single time. on a roll. Um, Lanza shouting, I'm not owned as he turns into a corner. <laughs> <pod. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh here, here, here's another one um they're going they're going fast here uh does tlb know about the chick with no legs okay these these women had legs they had <laughs> legs yeah they weren't legless they had injured legs and yes she knows all my stories every single one of them um so there you go that's uh, now. Do you have a sufficient buffer? I think for... we're good to go. Yes, to uh, uh, to move on to uh, the rest of the show. That was delightful radio. Great job by TLB there. Great performance. You know, she wants. Performance. To, she wants to do a show. She wants to do a paywall show. And um, after that performance, I might have to give it to the people. I think that so. Was, yeah, she earned it for sure. That was fiery. You know, I think people are going to uh, want more of that. So um, we'll, we'll see what I can do. Just great stuff, yeah. All right, so yeah, we got a lot to get to uh, here today. We are going to touch on all of the happenings in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Suzuki-gun is done. Uh, cheering will be allowed. We got Wrestle Kingdom. We got all this other stuff going on. We got office shakeups and departures in All Japan Pro Wrestling. We're going to talk about that. Also have the New Japan uh, World Tag League Super Junior Tag League Finals, the, the, the show uh, from the Sendai Sun Plaza. We will touch on that, talk about that. Uh, ROH. Joe, you did the instant reaction, and I wasn't able to give my reaction to Final Battle. So I will touch on uh, what I thought uh, about Final Battle. A quick little review uh, and recap of the show, uh, and then some discussion about them failing to secure the TV deal, something that you uh, talked a lot about uh, on the instant reaction show at uh, flagshippatreon.com. But we are going to have to start off here with some WWE news and a lot of stuff going on there in that company. Never a dull day uh, in the land of World Wrestling Entertainment. Vince McMahon, he wants back. Yes, the Wall Street Journal had a new report on Vince McMahon this week. Uh, the major news to come from that piece uh, was Rita Chatterton, uh, the former WWF referee. We had talked about it many, many times for people that did not know. Uh, there were a lot of people. I was kind of surprised when we touched on Rita Chatterton uh, all those months ago that had no idea uh, about anything with that story. Uh, for those that don't know, you can do your own research and, and, and kind of dig in. I don't want to do that show again, but uh, she apparently now has for you know for a long time never really wanted to ask for money or do anything like that, and they never really wanted to pay her off because she was pretty public and 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 you know went on Geraldo and went a bunch of places talking about the allegations or whatever. Well, now she has uh, asked for eleven point seven five million in damages uh, for the the you know the allegations of, that happened uh, with her many 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 years ago. Uh, we also have a brand new allegation as well that was uh, kind of mixed into the Wall Street Journal article for people that didn't, uh, or, you know, haven't kind of kept a, a log of all these Vince McMahon things going on. Uh, but the new one is a former spa manager in California who claimed that in 2011, uh, McMahon had assaulted a client of theirs. Uh, it was later reported in the uh, Wall Street Journal piece that the husband of that person allegedly uh, decided to drive to a WWE event with a baseball bat and try to confront McMahon, but obviously was was turned away a crazy man with a baseball bat. Probably not going to be able to get you know, backstage to uh, have a, a chat with Vince McMahon. So that is a new allegation. Uh, at first, I was confused because there was the other spa thing in 2006, I believe. Yeah, is that the year 2006 with the other spa? Uh, so I completely you know missed that this was a new allegation here uh, from 2011. So just another one to add in. But uh, the portion of this piece that got really the most publicity was McMahon 
uh, quote, has told people that he intends to make a comeback at WWE. He has said that he received bad advice from people close to him uh, to step down and that he now believes the allegations and investigations would have blown over had he stayed. So that is the part that a lot of people are talking about. Uh, real quickly, we'll, and, and we'll touch on that here in a bit, but uh, real quickly, anything from the new the 2011 allegation, the Rita Chatterton, anything on that you wanted to touch on or talk about? No, I mean, I think that's old news. Everybody was aware of that. Um, but what's new is, is she has sent this. She 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 wants money. Right. I don't think she's filed a lawsuit yet. Um, if I'm understanding. No, it I, and, and I, I yeah, I'd have to double check the article, but I believe it's more of a, hey, uh, you know, I have not asked for money throughout this or, or it's a little bit different. Like so. And, and Dave Meltzer kind of touched on this, too, is that. The Rita Chatterton thing has been around for a very, very long time, 30-plus years at, at this point. And Vince McMahon was more than willing to pay off a lot of these other people to not talk. You pay hush money to make people hush, and that's what he did a lot of, and that's why he's no longer in his spot uh, in WWE is because the, the the gigantic amounts of hush money. He never paid Rita Chatterton hush money because there was no point in doing it because she was already on her all, though. She was already very public about what happened to her. And he kind of, you know, it was kind of a laissez-faire. Okay, well, whatever. Everybody knows and everybody, you know, it's out and, 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 and whatever. And he has really had no real reason to, you know, quote, unquote, pay her off or pay her any sort of hush money. But now she has sort of decided, okay, well, you know what? Enough's enough. Now I'm going to ask for my damages too because I for so long have, have, have you know, not necessarily kept quiet, but, you know, I haven't gotten anything out of it. You know, I, 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 I allege that I was assaulted or whatever and, and I've gotten nothing out of this. So yeah, she is now asking for uh, uh, some money in damages, 11.75 million uh, for her. So that, that is new. The, the Rita Chatterton thing, that's old news, but her finally asking for money and, 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 and wanting a settlement that is new. But if everybody knows the story, why would he pay her? Right. Yeah. I got unless, yeah, unless she wants to take it even further, but then, and I, and again, I know nothing about laws and limits of statute. I don't know any of that stuff. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I have no idea. This isn't a criminal thing, though. This is her threatening. Right, right, right. right. A civil thing. I mean, you know, or possibly. I mean, but, um, but yeah, but that story's been out there a long time. And we talked about that at the time when all this Vince stuff originally started. But, um, but there's a second one as well who's looking for. What would you term it? Hush money? Yeah, something like yeah. We we got this, and this is everybody new, wants it, a taste now. They well, yeah, because they're like, oh, all right. Well, you're paying up. You're paying up. Well, okay, then let's let's right. let you know. Let's let's come here. And I don't mean that in a way of like, oh, let's get money because you know the getting's good. But like, oh, okay. Well, if you know, I've got something to say. Yeah, I, exactly. You know, more yeah. more in that like, oh, all right. Well, we're doing this thing then. All right, let's do it then. <laughs> you know, like if, if we're gonna walk this walk, let's walk this walk and. uh yeah, I think this one is is particularly interesting because, like I said, I read it at first glance and said, "Ah, oh, this is nothing new information, no new information." And people said, "No, no, no, no." The other spa thing was 2006, or t- I think it was 2006 again. I, I, I'm sorry if I'm getting that date wrong. Um, and it was in Florida. This is 2011 in California, so it also gives us a weird. It's also like a tanning spa, or it's, it's a spa slash tanning salon thing again, where it's like, oh, all right, like. Now we're getting, you know, similar places that this stuff's happening and 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 whatnot. So just a new, I mean, it, it was it, I, again, I missed it at first, and there might be people that might say, "Oh yeah, yeah, we know about that," but this is this is a different one. This is not the 2006 
tanning salon in Florida thing. This is in California now. So this is a completely different thing uh, a couple of years after that as, as well. So just another thing to add uh, to, to the pile uh, of Vince McMahon things. Of, 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 there is still probably many, 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 many more uh, out there or ones, obviously, that he paid hush money to. So there you go. Yeah, this is a – I thought it was the same tanning salon story too. This is a different one. This is a different one, yes. Yeah, which, okay, now he's got two different tanning salon accusations right, floating around. Right, right, which there. gives you like the weird Deshaun Watson vibes where it's like, all right, there's like a pattern. thing. Yeah, the, the pattern is – it's not good. You know what I mean? It's not just a guy assaulting people or allegedly assaulting people, just because, but it's like similar locations and similar style. That's where it starts getting – Yeah, it's what you look for. You look for a right. pattern of behavior. When you're when you're looking at these things, when you're you're looking into credibility and whether you know, and you know, this is obviously one of his moves is right, to go right. into tanning well, salon. And Dave kind of mentioned that too. He says now reading this makes you believe even more the 2006 one because it's like okay, right. well, it seems a little bit weird that there'd be two random you know liar people lying about being assaulted in a tanning salon. You know, so yeah, it does it does not it, it makes you believe a lot more of, of of what was out there. Not that I well, you know, the, fa- really didn't the fact that. The fact that a billionaire is using strip mall tanning salons is a red flag to begin with. I, I, I brought that up the first time we talked about this. Considering you know, I'm why, sure they have something in WWE. You know, if, if the owner of the company wants them to buy and, and bring a fucking tanning bed all across the goddamn country so that he can tan before a show, I'm sure they can do that. Uh, you know what I mean? I think they have the, the ability to do that. So, yeah, it is weird that he was driving to various strip malls and, and doing it. So Yeah, why is he going to... Tropitan, uh, you know, in the strip mall where the where the college girls go for an eighteen dollar tan or whatever they I don't even know what a tan cost. <laughs> yeah, you know? Asking the wrong guy, I've never yeah. tanned in my life. So yeah, like why would he use that kind of place? That doesn't make any sense. So this seems like it sure feels like one of his predatory moves, right? One of his go to moves is he feels comfortable making these moves in these tanning salons. Very bizarre. Very strange. Um, so anyway, what's the rest of the story? Oh, now the now the part that everybody kind of latched onto, which is funny that we're like, ah, yeah, yeah, another allegation. Okay, let's talk about the other part, which is very strange that we do this, but we do it. Uh, this is the part, like I said, that got the most uh, uh, buzz was that, uh, uh, quote, he has told people that he intends to make a comeback at WWE. So we'll, 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 we'll go back to that. We'll loop back to that as I kind of read this again. Uh, he has said that he received bad advice from people close to him. I thought that was interesting. Close to him uh, to step down that he now believes that the allegations and investigations would have blown over had he stayed. So first off, if he had stayed, do you think that the allegations and investigations would have blown over as he does? Okay, so someone in the room is saying these aren't hush money claims. These are people looking for emotional damages or whatnot, civil suits. But okay, thank you. Have- no, no, no. But we understand that. But the thing is, there's he's getting letters from these lawyers because the objective here is probably they probably want him to pay them so they'll go away. That's the idea here. Or they will file these civil suits. Right. That's how I'm understanding it. So I understand that it's like a threat of a civil suit with the hopes that he'll just say, you know what, here, just let's let's sign some papers and 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 give you some money and we don't have to, you know, discuss. Yeah. That's it. It seems to be the objective. Um, Otherwise you would just file the suit. Right. Well, and, and, and uh, sending them a threatening, let just, just file the suit. 
Well, it also says here, and I think this might be one of the reasons is uh, it's Mora in, in the note of chat. And this is, quote, New York State recently opened a one-year window that allows victims to file sex abuse lawsuits based on decades-old claims. And uh, right. uh, California has a similar window opening up at the beginning of next year. So, yeah, just real bad timing for uh, old uh, old Vinnie Mac. Uh, <laughs> New York and California opening up, especially New York. Not great. Uh, because, yeah, that's so, you know, that, yeah, so there you go. The window is open for them to, you know file those claims or those lawsuits and 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 even if the claims are years and years and years and years ago so right and I, from my read on this is these women are saying look i'm coming for you so either you deal you could deal with me now or i'm taking you to court like to me that's essentially what these letters are right that's my read right on they're it. saying we can file this lawsuit if you want us to or you can pay this or we can slide, the, bullshit the, yeah, and, slide yeah. the paper over and say you can give us this and then we'll go away which isn't yeah, exactly quote unquote hush money, but is kind of the you know same right. Hush money is probably bad phrasing for that, but um, you know they're telling him straight. That's what these letters are. These letters right. are saying we're coming for you, and the idea is to get a response to that. Or okay, well we'll, we'll I will take you to court, and now my story is going to go public, and I'm still going to pursue some damages, right? But what he's saying to like the, the the thing with Chatterton is his from his standpoint, he's like, all right, well, your story's already out there. So um, you know, do your worst because everyone already knows what you're alleging me of. So that's the difference between Chatterton and this new story. This new story, which everybody assumed was an old story, but is a different tanning salon story, is something completely new that nobody knew about. So anyway, what was your question? Uh, just so he he is saying in this, you know, the, the people close to him or whatever are, and are, are alleging that he has said that if he did not go away, that a lot of this stuff would have blown over and the allegations and investigations and stuff wouldn't have mattered after a little while. I, 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 believe, I believe that he believes that because it really has kind of blown over. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, I, I as far as like, you know. The board of directors, would they have eventually just said, ah, you know what? Yeah, whatever. Like, I don't know that they would have stopped and, and maybe certain other, you know, maybe the stock price would have not rebound. But I don't think that the general public would have cared anymore because, like you said, they don't really care that much right now. And and we get new allegations and and, and the headlines are all about, oh, Vince McMahon wants to come back. They don't want Vince McMahon to come back. Oh, creative has been much better. It's like going right to that. So, yeah, he's probably right that it would have just blown over, which is, you know. I'm not saying that the that's good or right or whatever, is, but I think he's probably, yeah, I think, you know. I, well, the, the thing is, if he would have stayed in power, maybe it wouldn't have blown over the way it did because he resigned. Right, right. I think maybe it only blew over because he resigned, and then it's like, all right, well, he's gone. He resigned in shame, and there's really nothing there. But if he would have been defiant and remained in his position, then maybe some journalists there or maybe some of the victims would have been more persistent in making sure that it didn't blow over until he resigned until he suffered some kind of consequences. Right. So maybe I, I don't have any doubt that him resigning in shame um, did alleviate some of the, some of this and, and, and in some ways are part of the reason that it seemingly did blow over because I don't think people see it as big of a story if he if he if he resigned and 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 he's gone because that's that was always the end result that uh, that a lot of the victims were were seeking or wanting they're wanting him to suffer in some way and we all know that wasn't a real retirement that was resigning in shame and the proof is that he wants back in right 
Uh, and, and Dave also, uh, Dave Meltzer also had a, an interesting point about that is, you know, the idea that, oh, Vince McMahon's going to sell this thing, you know, immediately, or he, you know, he's going to look to do a sell or anything like that. That doesn't look to be the case anytime soon. If he's trying to get back in and warm his way back in, I don't think he's imminently looking to sell this thing either. I mean, he, he wants back in because he's a power. We knew, we knew, I mean, come on, you and I had said it at the time that we, he was going to get bored and, and, and something. he's either going to be bothering people or trying to get back involved or whatever. Like I, I never truthfully believed that when he walked out of the door that day that he would never, ever, ever, ever be back there in any capacity whatsoever. Like I, I, it would like, I think he would probably like, my thought was that he would try to worm his way back in and never quite be able to get back in there or that he'd, you know, pass away or die before he could get back in there. But the idea that he is just going to go sit on a boat and be happy and, and whatever, and just say, ah, you know what, whatever, I've lived a great life and now it's time to, you know, enjoy my final year. You know, no, nah, he was never going to do that. We knew he'd be a miserable wreck and he probably is. So there we go. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yes. Yeah, so he, you know, he tends to come back to WWE. I don't know how that, I guess the, the question then becomes, to, how does that even happen? Does it even happen? Are there enough people there to kind of say, no, no, you can't do that Vince. Or is he Vince McMahon? And he's got that cult of personality and he can just somehow find a way to worm his way back in. I mean, he's still the majority shareholder of the company. So, you know, I, 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 how how badly does he want to get back in? Because he could also, if if they just say no, Vince, you can't. He could also just say fuck you and then sell the thing. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of stuff that could happen uh, here. I don't know how much of a hissy fit he intends to throw here uh, to try to get back in, but uh, I guess that we'll we'll have to see over the next couple weeks and months and whatever. Did he rate? Did he wait for Raw to do a point three seven uh, to say that he wanted it back? Seemed in? to be. <laughs> I was gonna say the timing was. Interesting that uh, they tied their worst viewership uh, total ever, you know, and Vince wants to come back. I don't know. You want to put on tinfoil hats? Well, there was also the um, there was also the report that uh, old H isn't happy with some of the people that he brought back. It's like, well, OK, <laughs> you brought back a bunch of fucking duds, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know. Sorry. You brought carrying cross and all right. Yeah, let's let's throw those tinfoil hats on. Let's do it. What if he found out that Triple H was the one who leaked everything to the board? And uh, since he's still the majority uh, stakeholder here, he wants to uh, come back and usurp his power back. I love it. Right? Yeah. Because there is that theory that it was Triple H who, um, of course, this is all tinfoil hat stuff now. Having some fun with this. But, um, and who's to say he hasn't been wielding a little bit of power from behind his curtain anyway? I mean, let's be honest. These shows are basically the same as when he was around. Hey, look, you said it. Very minor differences. We, we kind of a couple of weeks ago, if if you were if you were listening intently, we were kind of saying, "Ah, this is weird. Like this, these shows feel very much like where 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 I will admit that there was a minor amount of little small differences in the in the first wave, quote unquote, post Vince shows. I watched Raw a couple of weeks ago, man. I doesn't feel any different than it did six or seven months ago. And people can scream to the heavens that, oh, Michael Cole said PWG and the matches are five minutes longer. Okay, great. They felt very much like, I don't know. Again, like that might just be shared visions of pro wrestling, but what's happened lately does not feel very different than what a Vince McMahon booked wrestling show was. And it never, again, it never truly did either, which was also a thing that you and I screamed about is that, yes, there are minute little differences, but we're really giving them a lot of credit for these minute little differences and not looking at the bigger picture that these shows are basically just the same thing that Vince McMahon booked. You know what else we screamed about? I'll tell you. Remember we said that 
Triple H wasn't making enough changes to the shows and he was going to squander the curiosity bump that I they do got remember that. ratings. Yeah, I do remember over. that, Joe. Yeah. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. How'd that and go? I, he was, first of all, let's talk about this Paul Levesque because he's been a failure in my book. The guy inherited ratings momentum from the tail end of the Vince era. Remember the end of the Vince era had a little bit of momentum going. Um, ratings were on the upswing. Vince resigns in shame. Paul takes over. He allegedly makes all these changes, and while he's doing and, that, and first, let's not let's also state that he was gift wrapped the biggest leadership change in professional wrestling history. Yes, a guy, the the most and, powerful figure in wrestling in the most powerful company left, gone after forty plus years of running that company. That's what they had. They had the the, the one. You will never, ever, ever get another power shift like this in wrestling ever again. You will never, ever have the ability to have such an ownership and creative and, and, and business shakeup that you had right there. You had the most powerful man in wrestling resigning in shame, and you inherited that. And you had this curiosity bump from lapsed viewers who wanted to see how the show was going to be different. That was real. Go back and look at the ratings and the little bump they got from that when he took over on top of the momentum he inherited from the end of Vince's reign. And we said at the time on this show, they haven't changed the show enough. It still resembles Vince's uh, Raw and SmackDown too much. And they're going to lose these people when football starts and run the risk of the habit being broken again and not getting them back. And this is exactly how it's played out. Raw this week did a point three seven, And what, one point? Um, let me let me get the exact number. It was one of the lowest raw numbers ever in history. And it's to the point now where Levesque is basically putting up year over year lower ratings than Vince was putting up a year earlier. And he completely squandered that bump that he got when Vince resigned. It's gone. Why? Because the shows haven't changed enough. This is what we were screaming about. And we were the only people saying it. And I don't know if it was because other outlets were just excited about the change, optimistic. I get all that. Hoping that they were going to be drastically different because everybody was overrating how different the shows were. And you don't hear too much of that anymore. No, it it has quieted down a lot. It has subsided a lot because, you know, the shows have even regressed back towards a lot of Vince stuff. And now the ratings are reflecting it. Paul Levesque is doing the same old shows, and now he's doing the same old ratings. Because all the people who came back to sample his vision saw that it was the same shit, and they're gone again. Right, which is, again, the, you're, you were handed, you were gift-wrapped one of the biggest stories. In re- and we said that first night, you blow it out of the – you have the entrance look different. You have the ring look different. You have the lighting look different. You do – Triple H starts off the show. You have a great man. You do something. To, you know what I mean? How, like, Hey, Rich, how about this? How about just book a better show? But, yeah, that's a great option too. <laughs> we, he we, hasn't done. I, I think we any, said what which, you should do which, is start that show off with just a fucking 30-minute, like, just absolute awesome match. Like, go out there and just say, like, well, this is a wrestling show again, and we're going to give you a wrestlers or whatever. And, and something, just anything different. I don't even give a shit what it is different. That's, that's what I would have done. Something different. They came out and gave you the same exact show, and people gave it a couple of weeks, and they said, nah, all right, same show, and they left, and they're not coming back again. Raw just did 1.472 million viewers on a point three seven. I mean, 
He's putting up worse numbers than Vince was putting up year over year. Yeah, yeah. Because it's the same old shit. And, I mean, he fucking fell on his face in, in disgrace with NXT against AEW. I mean, I, this is not a huge surprise either. He's not really good at booking, you know, ratings. He has shown nothing. No. He has shown nothing in terms of, uh, yeah, I mean. He was good at a little WWE Network show that, you know, was on their little network and had fun little takeovers. I agree. That stuff was great. But, yeah, anytime and was he's held, been, and, and, and was held to no business standards. Yeah, right. But anytime he's had business standards, eh, yeah, yeah, not great. Hasn't been good for Paul. Hasn't been good. Not done a good job. Either chance he's had. I mean, that's an embarrassing raw number. That's, you know. That's a yeah, yeah. That that's a Vince McMahon throwing his phone and going, God damn it, I gotta get back there. So I don't know. I you're, you're right. The, the timing is is I don't know, suspicious, conspicuous. I don't know. It's a, it's very strange timing though, indeed. And you know, one of the few hot things he had was Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt is ice. Oh, cold fucking icy cold, dude. Yeah. That's... Where was the follow up to that? <laughs> follow up? No, you just have these guys debut. Everybody goes ah and they tweet it and they retweet it and they send gifts and they go ah and then and then you got nothing else then you do it I'm next right, week listen. with another infinity stone dork that comes out and you go ah carry a cross ah and then yeah but like bray was bray was the one that bray worked. was different bray was bray bray and had sustained momentum and and yeah people were into that and now i am ready to call bray wyatt's return a failure dude i forget he's, i forget i forget he's there is that even unfair to call that no, a failure? No, point? nobody talks about it. I mean, I, I, I never see anybody mentioning anything about going on. Like these days, I see you know Alexa Bliss is in the ring, and then a logo shows up, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Oh, it's like, all right, well then we're gonna just do that thing again. All right, great. Like, that thing that failed the first time, <laughs> right? Okay, sure. Like that's all I hear about it. But yeah, in terms of like Bray himself, just an absolute dud, an absolute nothing at this point. Go check the ratings of those Raws. With the Bray Alexa stuff, when that was like a top program, it's ugly. That didn't work the first time around. I mean, Bray's like a non-entity now; he's just a guy on the roster. Right. I do like that they're going back to that. Remember, remember when Bray got let go, and they were like, "Yeah, Vince McMahon had these terrible ideas for Bray, including the Alexa thing." <laughs> it's like, and we're going right back to it. We're going right back to it. So either Vince is completely back in power, or I don't know. Someone's got to say something because it was like, oh, everybody was tripping over themselves. Ah, Vince just didn't get Bray's vision. Ah, Vince just didn't know what he was doing with Bray. Okay, so either Vince is back, Bray also doesn't get wrestling, or Triple H has Vince's vision. Or it, like, there's a lot of people that are gonna have to like, you know, have to uh, maybe apologize to uh, uh, this because it was yeah when when he got remember all those tweets and I was oh and I think Bray even said so like oh yeah I just didn't understand you know what I, what we were trying to go for <laughs> we're just gonna go do yeah, that I okay. yeah I, right, yeah cool. you know it's funny and and then Bray does the promo where he says I don't want to be the fiend anymore and they <laughs> boo boos. they boo sorry buddy yeah, yeah. Well, you're not, you're not I think you're the fiend now you're one. the fiend now pal so the few people that are in you, like that's what they're interested in. You know, not your, you know, stinky patchouli braids. <laughs> no one cares about that version. What about uncle Howdy? Uh, Nobody cares about uncle Howdy. Yeah, no, nah, but seriously, Bray feels ice cold. Ice cold. You, it's like you're saying you forget he's there. You know, you know, you forget the guy's there. He's feeding with LA night. What are we doing? Um, so triple H, I mean, this guy has not been good. I mean, he squandered all that momentum. He squandered that bump that he got. I mean, I still am of the theory that this man is sandbagging it until he gets the new TV deal. Maybe I'm a fool. 
maybe it's fool me once, uh, you know, and then fool me twice situation. But I think he will make real changes to the shows when they secure the next TV deal. Because why risk it now? Just maintain the status quo. Get your new deals. And then you got five years to play around. I'm still of that mindset, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he just has the same terrible, shitty vision of pro wrestling that his father-in-law had. That could be the truth, too. I got to tell you, if nobody reported this stuff and Vince did come back, I'm not sure people would genuinely notice the difference. No. At this point. Nor would, and, and let's be honest, nor would that many people care. Like, I, I, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, fans would revolt. F- you're fucking out of your goddamn mind if you think fans, these fans would revolt. He'd come out, that no chance in hell would play and half the crowd would be bowing before him. Get the fuck out of here. He'd get a thank you Vince Yeah, chance of course he, he would. Out. He got that at the time. Like. In the yeah. midst of it, if you think that no chance in hell is it going to play and people are going to go, thank you, Vince, and bow down. Yeah, you're out of your goddamn mind. Kidding yeah. me. But yeah, I, I, he can come back tomorrow and book the next three months of shows, and I don't honestly think I would know the difference other than maybe Michael Cole wouldn't say the club. You know, that'd be the big difference. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the small differences are there, but the in the big picture, and that's what these people are all, all – I've been saying all along. We've been saying all along. In the big picture, it's the same fucking show. In the big picture, which is what matters. Well, and 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 there will be people that will. Oh no, no, no! It's this and this. Okay, well, guess what? The viewing audience thinks it's the same fucking show. You know what Correct. I mean? The, the people that watch the show that that came back to see what? Because look at the fucking chart. You can see a lot of people came back. People that weren't watching Raw for years and years and years and years came back, checked it out, and now they've all left. So either if you think so or I think so or whatever, the the mass, <laughs> the big group of people that started watching again after Triple H took over, those people stop watching now. They're so all gone. They don't. They didn't think it was that different so you might think no 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 guys you're not understanding there's four more minutes of wrestling and there's a few little differences and they're focusing on this and they're focusing on that okay cool well it's the same fucking people watching the show now because those people that you were trying to appeal to by saying the word wrestling and saying pwg those people are long gone man those people are already they're not watching anymore it's the same people that were watching two years ago that are right back watching again now that's it so yeah they whether you or I or, or whoever think that it's different, well, the, the viewing audience doesn't didn't find it that much different because they're gone. There's less people watching Raw now yeah. than last year. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, I mean, maybe you're focusing too much on four more minutes of wrestling matches. So, yeah, I don't know. All right. That's enough, Vince. <sighs> that's, that's Vince. So there you go. More on that. Did you watch the, uh, the Vince Vice uh, thing? I did not because I – didn't watch it and will never watch it. Yeah, I hate to be that guy, but like, I don't think that I'm going to learn anything new from it. I don't care. I mean, I know everything I need to know about Vince. There, there are I, people that I, I have told that they should watch that. People that I know don't know all the, and maybe if you're listening to this and you're like Rita Chatterton, who's that? You know what's going on? Mel Phillips, who's that? Okay, if you don't know who Mel Phillips or Rita Chatterton are, watch the Go Vice watch Doc. It. Go watch the yeah. Vice Doc. I've heard it's very good for that. Uh, you, me, people that say I know who Rita Chatterton is. Yeah, I know who Mel Phillips is. You know what? You probably don't have to watch a recap of Vince McMahon's worst, you know, every, everything awful that Vince McMahon did over the last 40 years. If you don't already know it, which, you know, we do. <laughs> I, hate to, I, I, I don't mean to be like, I don't know the term to use here, but like, yeah, it's not for me. It's not a documentary for me. But there are people that I'm sure it's for. So, yeah, again, if you don't know who Rita Chatterton is, you don't know who Mel Phillips is, go watch the Vice documentary. But, uh, yeah, I did not watch it, and, and I will not. It was on my DVR, and I said, mm, I'm good. I don't think I need this. So, all right. You think <clears throat> You think he would get pissed off and sell it if there's that's, resistance to him coming? That's back? what I'm saying. Like he can still do that, right? 
Yeah. I mean, he's the majority shareholder. So, uh, yeah. That, so I, that was my next. That was my question to you: Is like, is it possible he throws the hissy fit to end all hissy fits and just says, "Well, fuck it," then nobody gets it. I think we need to know his relationship with with Paul and Stephanie. Yeah, I, I would say I don't know how you read into this. Maybe this is just my brain working this way, but. Quote, he has said that he received bad advice from people close to him to step down. Yeah. And, and, and I, here's the other thing, too. People close to him, that, that, that did a lot of work there in that sentence, I thought. Yeah, but on the flip side, for more conspiracy stuff, why hasn't Levesque gotten rid of all of Vince's closest confidants? You would think that'd That's be his first move. That is interesting that Bruce Pritchard's still there, even though, you know, fired many, 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 many years them. ago by, by Stephanie McMahon. Bruce Pritchard, Kevin Dunn, all the cronies are still there. Why wouldn't Levesque get rid of all of them and, and surround himself with his own people? So that lends credence to the conspiracy that Vince is still pulling some strings. And that's not to say that that Triple H doesn't have a modicum of power, but that the, the Vince influence is still there. And, and, the Vince fingerprints, I don't care what anybody says, as we just outlined, are still all over the product. It's still very much to show that Vince left behind with some minor changes, and all of his old cronies are still there. That's suspicious to me. You know, and like you just pointed out, some of which never got along particularly well with Stephanie. So people, people that we were told day one when when Stephanie and Triple H take over, all these people are fired. Well, all of them are still there. So that's like, all there. Oh, I mean interesting. Paul Heyman, I mean, you know, infamous stories not getting along with Stephanie. And that maybe that relationship changed over the last 15 years. I don't know. But I mean, and 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 you know, he's attached to Roman now, and Roman's gonna get his way. But, you know, there's there's a whole litany of them. You know, and and, and Levesque brought back a lot of his guys. He brought back uh Sapolsky and he brought back, I know I'm I'm forgetting a bunch, uh Road Dog, people like that. But he didn't get rid of Vince's guys. That that's I don't know. It's a little suspicious to me. Anyway, let's let we're I'm done with Vince. I'm yeah, tired of Vince. Yeah, move on. Go away, Vince. Uh, let's move on to Mandy Rose. That's what WWE said. You know, at the Mandy end Rose, of the day, I'm sorry. Yeah, go at, ahead. Yeah. At the end of the day, these shows still fucking stink, even though he's gone. So you know what? Who fuck cares if he comes back? Yeah, who cares? From anybody an entertainment can, anybody standpoint, can run this thing. Yeah, who gives a shit? From an entertainment standpoint, these shows are still fucking terrible. Yeah, I was hoping they'd get better, and they didn't. So. I don't know. Either throw the fucking guy in jail already, or he may as well be running the show. It's no different. All right, let's move, let's really move on now. All right, let's do that. So Mandy Rose has been fired by WWE. So Mandy Rose lost the NXT Championship to Roxana Perez uh, on this week's episode of NXT. A last minute decision. I heard night of they decided to switch that thing, uh, ending her 413 day reign. They had previously announced that this match was going to take place uh, January 13th later in the year. Uh, but they decided to move it up to, you know, yesterday or, or, or this week's uh, NXT show. And uh, it ends her 413-day reign, as I said. And then the following day, she was released from her contract. Uh, Fightful, uh, they were the first to report it. Uh, and the report states that WWE felt that it had been put in a position where, due to the explicit nature of the content on her fan time account, they had no choice but to release her. So Mandy Rose let go from WWE and NXT. What'd you make of of this news when you saw it? And also the reaction, which uh, we'll have to touch on here, because there was a lot of very weird whataboutism going on with this, and and it did very very strange and very weird. But we'll we'll break it down. But Mandy Rose is gone. Oh my god. Well, uh, no tears for me. She stinks. So, 
well, I can't believe the company is just finding out about this stuff when we knew about it months ago. The things so that doing. okay. Do you think they fi- they knew and they just kind of let her do it for a while, and then it got a little too close to the fire, and they're like, "All right, now we're done here. Come on." The version of the story I heard was that Shawn Michaels was informed of some of the more risque stuff, like within the last forty-two to seventy-eight hours. Yeah, that's what I saw too. And then they made the last second decision to, all right, we got to get rid of her. So let's take the title off of her now and then immediately let her go. Um, But how did fans and everything know about all this stuff and the company didn't? That's that's very strange. Yeah, very, very weird. Yeah. I I mean, we we joked about the dick ratings months ago. Yeah, like two months ago. We had a whole bit about it. Yeah, I was... I, I, it's very strange because they don't let anybody do these third-party deals. They told everybody, get rid of your Twitch accounts, get rid of this, get rid of that, get, you know, get rid of all these. And after that, she just opens up this thing, which everybody yeah, knew. But didn't, didn't, yeah, but didn't Triple H bring back the third-party deals? I don't recall if he did. I mean, I, I, no, I don't. Did he? I thought a lot of the... I don't know that of many of them are back. Like, let's, about, let's see if Zelina is back doing her her streaming. I have no idea. I, I don't know. I thought they loosened oh, up. Oh, okay. They, they, she is back. Okay. So maybe See, they were... to me, okay, so here's the thing. To me, this isn't about the third-party deals. This is about someone who's doing softcore porn and has clearly crossed the line. And when you're a publicly, when you're a publicly traded company, public-facing, marketed towards children, have big-ticket sponsors, you're well within your right to not want your employees doing that stuff. She crossed the line. I, I don't have any problem with this. And I don't see any hypocrisy either. This idea that, well, they sell her sexuality on TV, but she can't sell it herself. No, is she is she doing softcore porn on, on NXT on Tuesday nights? Then it's then it's not the same. There's levels to this. Okay. If Mandy Rose Yeah, her sitting in a in a in a hot tub in a bikini is not the same as right is on that other exactly thing <laughs> if she like... was doing instagram pics in yoga pants showing off her ass or if she was doing what she did for years pics, let me tell you she did that for years i i don't if, know how if, i know but i know just trust me on that if that's all this was i'd be on her side here but that's not all this was she had she was basically posted uh softcore porn full-on nudity with the implication she was having sex and then the dick ratings and all of that that's crossing a line. That's flying way, way, way too close to the sun. That's not what WWE presents on TV. It, you know that that's not selling someone's looks. Uh, it's not that. There's levels to this. You, you know, it's 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 it's. You can't open the floodgates for stuff like that. You can't have your again when you're a publicly traded company that markets to children and has all these sponsors. You can't have your talent. Selling porn. I mean, what are we doing here? Guys, this isn't the same. So I, I don't bl- I don't blame them for this, for not wanting that as part of their... Co- they, they can't, you know, let alone the fact she was using the name Mandy Rose, correct? Right. And now, and to be fair, her real name is Amanda Rose Sacamano, or whatever the hell it is, whatever her last name is, Mandy Sachs or whatever. But she was using Mandy Rose Sachs on that account. It was She was using Mandy Rose, which again... Yes, that is her real name, but I'm sure if you look deep in some sort of talent contract or something like that, she was also saying that like if if you look deep into the thing, like she would wear her WWE ring gear to like pose. It's like yeah, you're you know it's flying way, 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 way too close to the sun for that company. Now you can argue 
that that company should, you know, maybe they should be more, you know, lax or, or, or not care as much about, but they do, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, they, they do. And, and, well, and hold on a second. No, they should care about this. This is way over the line. Well, what, what, here's what people are going to say. They're going to well, what about Vince McMahon? Or he's allowed to do this or hey, uh, Matt Riddle's allowed to do this and, 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 and get involved in this stuff and that stuff. And like, I, I, I'm with you. I agree. All right. Well, if you fire Matt Riddle, I'll say that was okay too. Right. All right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like there's, there's, I think there's a lot of argument. There's like this weird, like oh that's that's ridiculous they're being you know they're being hypocritical and it's like yeah probably yeah that's it's that's what this company does they do a lot of very hypocritical things i, I but don't like, even think they're being i don't even think they're being hypocritical here because who else on the roster is selling softcore pornography yeah right and that's where you that's where you mean that there's levels to this thing that there's that, levels to this right now should they be should they treat duis and sexual assault be, and 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 with with a little bit more punishment absolutely yeah but let's not like it, it's a very weird thing to start going into like that I agree. Should should the USO that keeps getting DUIs should they maybe say, "Hey, buddy, like take a break, pal. Like let's let's maybe stop getting DUIs." I agree, but like, yeah, we're we're trying to like equate a bunch of different, and and again, bring it up with that company, man. Like that's them. That's what they they choose to 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 look past some things and not look past other things. But you're absolutely right that like there are levels to this thing, and and it's clear what she was doing was in violation of what they want people to be doing on their third party things. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's that old Supreme Court. I forget which Supreme Court justice said it. What's the definition of obscenity? It's you know it when you see it, right? Bikini pics, your your standard Instagram model, your your standard Instagram butt model kind of stuff. Th- that's not crossing a line. That's not crossing the the accepted lines of decency. She began to cross that line. Okay. Uh, that's the difference here. And if you can point me to other people in the company doing that who haven't been fired, then I'll accept an argument that there's hypocrisy here. And this isn't about sex work. I, Rich, would you consider me a prude? Would uh, I would not you'd... consider Jolanza prude. Would that be no. a word you'd use to, uh, to describe c- Jolanza? Certainly not, no. I'm hardly a prude. I have no problem with sex work. I got no problem with Mandy Rose doing hardcore porn if that's what she wants to do. And now she's free to do it. If Mandy Rose wants to go do hardcore porn now and and go make money doing that, God bless her. I hope she makes millions of dollars. Good for her. But the company's not in the wrong for letting her go, for crossing that line into obscenity. That's the way I look at this. Okay? This, This is clearly different than Natty and her sister posting bikini pics. Now, if Natty and her sister are doing nudity and softcore porn and I'm not aware of it and someone wants to point me out to it, not in a pervy way, I promise I won't look, then I'll say that there's some hypocrisy here. You know, I'm just using them as an example. Somebody in the chat said, oh, Dakota Kai's still doing her stuff. Is Dakota Kai doing softcore porn? I think they mean I, they, they mean like doing her Twitch stuff. I think they're responding to me asking if all the WWE people are still on Twitch and all that sort of stuff. So Yeah, all right. No, well, she's that, just sitting okay. in a hoodie playing like Super Mario 64 or whatever. That, that's different. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, that's the difference. There's levels. And I, and, and I don't, I'm sorry. I don't think the company's wrong here. You know, if that's a huge risk for sponsors and from the networks and everything else if they catch a whiff of that stuff. So, and and I I don't know. I don't see a hypocrisy argument. I just don't. 
Well, and then I, one thing we do have to absolutely do: if you want, if you want to argue about the hypocrisy of you know not of DUIs versus nudity, and so, I don't want to get into that. That's absolutely ridiculous. I'm not doing that. That's that's. But we, you, what you need to not do is bring up things from 25 years ago in this company. Oh, they let Sable no, do yeah, Playboy. Yeah. It's like oh, okay, <laughs> there are people listening to the show who were not even alive when Sable was in Playboy. Like, let's come on, <laughs> like let's please. Playboy that was decades ago and holds no relevance. To <laughs> right, the, the hosts were on Raw every week. Yes, okay, but come on, <laughs> like we're we're that's a completely different company at this point. If they were pushing people towards Playboy last year, we'd have yourself an argument. But that was a completely different. That was that would may have well that was ages ago. May as well have been a different lifetime. It has it holds no relevance to what's happening today. The company is marketed in completely different ways. It's a different culture that we're in. So no, that that's completely irrelevant. Um, you know, if you're if you're a clap tweeter and your argument is that you know we shouldn't be so prudish about sexuality and all these things. And people should be allowed to do whatever they want with their bodies, regardless. And employers shouldn't have anything to do with it. All right. That's nice. But I exist in the real world. You exist online in the fake world. I exist in the real world where adults have real conversations. So that stuff is just total nonsense. You can put out all the clap tweets you want. That's not going to change the way the real world operates. And in the real world, Publicly facing companies that market towards children and have big ticket sponsors don't want the people they are putting on TV doing softcore porn. Well, and, and here's another point, too, where, where people say, well, what about in the attitude? They lost a shit ton of sponsors in the attitude era, trust me. And that was – if you go back and read old observers and old sort of things, Eric Bischoff would always tell the WW people, you know what? They're going to do that risque stuff, and they're going to lose all their sponsors, and we're going to win this war eventually. And it didn't happen because they kept getting good ratings and kept getting good ratings, and then they became a publicly traded company. But then when they did, they did eventually kind of turn a little bit because they realized, okay, we need to get big-ticket sponsors back again. So we're going to have to change things a little bit. We're going to have to – and then later the, the quote-unquote PG era where then they were saying, okay, now we want Mattel and these, these big-time, you know, more big-time sponsors. But that time when, when people were saying, well, what about the – there was hoes on the Attitude Era and nobody cared about that. Well, these sponsors did care about it. They lost a shit ton of sponsors in 1998 and 1999, but it didn't matter because every other metrics of the business were, were wildly up uh, and, and, and doing incredibly well. And eventually it just didn't matter to a point or – they toned it down enough to get some advertisers back or what or, or, or whatnot. But no, they did. They lost advertisers at that time too. And they just said, fuck it. We don't care. And maybe they can, they're not going to say that again anymore. That's it's a different company these days. They, they, they're, they're going to placate to television properties and they're going to placate to sponsors. And if they think even for a second that doing that, that, that they're, women's champion on, on their developmental brand or whatever is doing something that could lose them a sponsor. It's fucking Mandy Rose too. Like, come on, you're not going to stick your neck out from Mandy. You're just going to say, Oh, all right, well who cares? Well, you know, just have Roxanne Perez win the title. Who gives a shit? It's Mandy Rose. It's not good at all at wrestling. It's like, she's not a ratings draw. It's not like you really had to, you know, think oh, long and hard. Oh man. I don't know. What are we gonna do without Mandy Rose on a roster anymore? You just said, oh, okay, well shit, we don't want to lose sponsors and we don't want to lose TV money. So, all right, Mandy, you got to go. Bye. Listen, nobody on the roster could have gotten away with this. You can't convince me that. If Roman Reigns was posting softcore porn, he'd be gone too. Roman? I, I'm convinced uh, of that. Roman? I don't know, but they might let Roman. Porn? <laughs> it's Roman. He'd be gone. They don't have a whole lot of other stars. They might They might. Uh, they might find a way around the Roman thing. I don't know. But yeah, no, exactly. Gone, gone instantly. 
you can't do it. You know, it, it's she crossed the line and then set it on fire. Well, and there were some people that said, do you think that she knew that she was crossing that line and just was fine getting fired or whatever? Maybe. And good for her if that's the case. Yeah, I, I, don't I agree. Know. I'm with her. And now she can go further and and not have to hide it. And, you know, if that's the case, fine. Yeah, she probably Again, looked at her this... bank account and said, you know what? I don't have to take any bumps and I'm making a shit ton more money. Good. Great. Let's lose this. Job. Like, you know, but, but what she loses is the, the television exposure. Right, right. Which, in theory, helps her sell subscriptions. But if her mindset is, if I get caught, oh, well, shoulder shrug, I'm going to be okay. I don't have a problem with that. Because, again, my issue here isn't her doing what she's doing. I don't give a shit that she's doing this. And, and you know, now she can take it further if she wants. You know, and, and good for her if she makes more money. But, um, yeah, it's possible that, that it was kind of a thing where she didn't care if she got caught. That's entire, But I don't know. I don't know that. You know, maybe it'll come out. Maybe she'll talk. Or maybe she just thought, hey, you know what? They're not noticing. They're not noticing. And, and I can inch it forward a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit yeah. more, a little bit more. And then finally someone said, okay, this is enough. We're, we're good here. Because I, I, I cannot believe that they did not know that she was doing this. I mean, that's the story. I find it hard to believe myself. Um, initially, I thought maybe it's been a point of contention. And it was obvious she wasn't backing down. And finally, they just put their foot down and said, all right, well, we got to get rid of it. And that's possible, too. I think there's 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 definitely some merit in that of hey, saying, hey, Mandy, you know what? Just just take things down a notch if you don't mind. And, and her not doing it and them saying, OK, we're done here. The most recent stuff is pretty egregious. And I think that there aren't many. I mean, she wouldn't have survived a, a, a lot of entertainment endeavors with the recent stuff that she was doing, you know, um, so. I don't know. I don't find this unjust. I don't. I mean, I would, I, you know, I would love to, but I just don't. I mean, I probably would have made the same decision if, if put in a position to when it comes to the things that she was doing. And again, I'm no prude, you know, I, that, that that's definitely not my MO. Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, some of these people online, you got to just take them for what they're, you know, they're, they're not they're not existing in in an actual reality a lot of these people with some of the things that they say um plus it's wwe and a lot of people just hate them so they're naturally just going to take the other side regardless of whether you know they're not going to be fair about it because they don't want to be fair about wwe because wwe is a is a company with a terrible rep look we just did a vince mcmahon right they don't they really don't deserve to be treated fairly right but you know I, i i have to be fair about the situation I, you know that's just the way i approach things and uh, i don't think this was unjust you know based on what we know um people saying should aw look into her no god no i mean i mean first of all she's not good she hasn't improved at all she's been in their system for like seven eight years she's 32 years old and has never improved she's not a draw we've gone over that a million times They've been pushing her on this show for a year and a half, and she still has not caught on as a draw. She's not a good worker. She's not a good talker. And she does softcore porn, which, listen, th- that, believe me, is a barrier in the other place, too. Trust me. So, um, you know, I know I, I don't know. I, I don't I wouldn't be interested. If I were AEW, why? Well, interesting. Yeah, she's terrible, and it doesn't matter, and she doesn't matter for ratings. Yeah, I, I, I saw a lot of people be like, oh, you just gotta, you know, just get her to get it. And no, you don't have to. No, you do not have to get Mandy Rose. You absolutely do not have to sign Mandy Rose, and you shouldn't. And I hope they don't, because yeah, we don't. 
more what AEW should sign is is women's wrestlers that are good, not women's wrestlers that are bad. I would say would be my take on it. So I don't know. Yeah, but um, so she lost the title on Tuesday to Roxy. What's her name? Roxanne, Roxanne Perez. Perez. Yeah, Roxanne Perez. After Perez won the gimmick at the uh, deadline. At the deadline. Yeah. Okay, I have a friend. I have a friend who is the most communist person I know. Okay. Okay. Um, because I'm friends with all kinds of people, believe it or not, Creech. Right. Right. But, take um, it and take it, take, take ideas and, and, and have discussions <laughs> with people of all, my, uh, all. My, me and my friends are the marketplace of ideas. Right? Um, <laughs> there you go. I have this friend who is the, the most communist person I know. And, um, we were talking about this Mandy Rose thing. We were texting back and forth, um, earlier today. And believe me, this person would, you know, would sign up for full-on communism like tomorrow if they could. Um, here's what this person has to say. Ultra Wokes are out to lunch here. Lost at sea. This Mandy Rose discourse is so fucking funny. Um, I'll skip to the good stuff. He goes on to say, of course, sex work is work. He did the clap tweet. Of course. Um, he said Mandy should make all the money she wants on that. And I agreed. Um no TV show would be okay with its big stars selling photos of themselves having penetrative sex. You can argue that's stupid, that sex is so taboo in our society, but it is. And it's not like WWE is unique in how they're acting. And uh, then he goes on to say, this is how the left loses, by the way. <laughs> there it is. Look at these man. Listen, yeah. listen, listen. I like it. All right, go ahead. People, people being like, WWE is uniquely bad for not allowing its wrestlers to photograph themselves having penetrative sex. Like, yes, after the revolution, people will be less weird about sex, but you got to meet people where they're at now. So, again, this is a very communist person, very sex positive. Um, it's like they want the women to be sexy in a way they don't want the men. And I agree that's a double standard, but they are not encouraging either the men or women to shoot photos of themselves fucking. And Rich, that's really what it comes down to. Right. That's why the hypocrisy argument falls right. Flat Pe- with people me. claiming the same. Uh, Mandy Rose sitting in a hot tub in a bikini is is the same. Yeah, it's it's just not. It's just not. And then he said, "I almost tweeted about this, but I don't want to get yelled at on." <laughs> there so, you go. Don't was... tweet. He the, the smart person. Don't tweet. Tweeting is bad. Yeah, extremely communist sex work. I, I know who this is. Right? I, I definitely know who this is. Right. I don't think you do. Okay. But um, you know, it, it, it's just nonsense. She crossed the line. Bottom line, if I'm AEW, I have no interest whatsoever. Um, you know, her push didn't really take. So no, I don't know. You, why would you bring her in? Let like you know, let Impact bring her in if they want, or let you know. But no, AEW should not bring in. Mandy I think Rose. Impact. I think Impact can probably get away with having her on the roster while she does her. Sure, she why wants not? To do. Yeah, sure. Because they don't. They're not. You know. A publicly traded company held to the same. The TV I company don't... owns them. If they're fine with it, then they're fine with it. You know what I mean, like that... the company that airs their television is the company that owns them. So totally different scenario. Yeah. And you know what? If Impact brought her on, I wouldn't be saying Impact should was wrong for that or should fire her. They have their own set of standards. I understand WWE standards here. It makes sense to me because I'm a grown up that lives in a grown up world. So it makes sense to me why they wouldn't want this. So yeah, I don't know. Anything else on Mandy Rose or do you I got do nothing this? else nah. on old Mandy Sachs. So uh yeah, good for good for her. Hopefully she makes a billion dollars doing whatever she's doing. So I'm sure she's making more already than she was in, in WWE. So good for her. 
Uh, all right, let's go to uh, well. Since we're talking NXT, uh, quickly, do you want to touch on this NXT Deadline show? We got to put the one instead of the I uh, in Deadline. This was uh, Joe. This was a show <laughs> put on by NXT. Did you watch this thing? Of course, I did. What okay, you all right. Well, yeah, I, I I realized today that I had forgotten because you I, in my run sheet or my idea of what we were going to talk about today, I, I put all the topics in, and you pretty much had the exact same topics that I had except for NXT Deadline. I was like, oh god, I gotta watch that, don't I? So I watched it, and yes, it uh, it was certainly a show. So uh, I don't know how you want to do. You want to go match by match real quick, and then we'll uh, then we'll move on to other topics. Uh, yeah, let's go through this show, which I thought was a um, a mediocre, middling, average show. I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was better than um, the awful, awful Halloween Havoc, which was just irredeemably bad and probably the worst show of the year. Um, this, I thought, this deadline show was just a bang average show, which had um, one totally indefensibly bad worst match of the year contender. And then a bunch of stuff that was fine. Some of it bordering on good. That's probably where That's- I'm at. Yeah, when it was done, I was just like, yep, that was a wrestling show that I watched and I was done. So yeah, I didn't really, didn't hook me in any way. Didn't really give me any strong thoughts afterwards. There was uh, one promo that I, we're not going to bring this back. I, I, I'm going to play this promo for people because I, I suspect there's a lot of people listening right now that did not watch NXT Deadline uh, on Saturday. So I'm going to play what was the most incredible promo uh, I've ever heard between uh, Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. And uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll play it on the show here uh, in a bit. But let, let's start off with the uh, the opener was the NXT Women's number one contendership Iron Survivor Challenge match. Uh, Roxana Perez, as you already know, because we said that she beat Mandy Rose to the title. Uh, she won that. She had two points. Cora Jade had one. Indy Hartwell had one. Kiana James had zero. Zoe Stark had one. Or I don't know if there were points or falls or whatever. It, it, what did you think of the Iron Survivor thing? It wasn't as chaotic as I thought it was going to be, but it also wasn't that good either. Yeah, I, I don't know. Where, where did you land on the Iron Survivor before we talk about this match specifically? Um, It wasn't a train wreck. Uh, I thought it came across fine. I thought it had a good bit of drama in the women's match because it was like, you know, I, I think Zoe Stark had like, you know, 15 seconds to get one more fall and she's trying like hell or, you know, whatever. And then the, the, the clock runs out. Or I, I thought that was actually, I was like, oh, okay. They may have actually struck on something that's not, they probably didn't need like the penalty box. They probably didn't need to make it as, as kind of convoluted as it was. But ultimately I thought it was like a better concept than I thought. I, I honestly thought I was going to hate it and I, I didn't hate it. No, I mean, you know, and the men's one have drama at the end, you know, Waller takes the lead and then he plays keep away, which is what a heel should do in that scenario. Um, you know, running away from the guys that were one point behind. I don't think they ever told us what would happen if there was a tie. Maybe they'll cross that bridge when they get to it. But overall, um, I would love to come on here and make fun of it. But I thought the concept was fine. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I actually I found myself during the women's match being like, hey, this is actually I'm kind of into the idea the playing the game of, of, you know, how much time do I have and how many falls do I need? And like you said, they did it even more uh, in the men's match where the one guy got ahead early and then just decided Grayson Waller and then decided, hey, well, I'm just going to kind of play keep away here and make sure that nobody else gets any more points. I think they did, they did a good job with it. So I, I, I will admit I wanted to make fun of it. But like you said, it, it ended up being a pretty OK uh, stipulation. Now the match itself was fine. I don't know. Did, did any strong thoughts on the on the women's Iron Survivor? No, just a very very average match. Um, from that standpoint, the women's match was nothing special. It was just, you know, I don't know. It, it was there. It existed. It was fine. I guess it did nothing for me. Um, and like we said, Perez won, and then they put the title on her on Tuesday with all the Mandy Rose drama. So, um, you know, I. 
It's hard to analyze WWE because I don't think any of it really matters, but I think she's probably the right choice. If you're going to take the uh, title off Mandy Rose, um, that's probably the person to go with. So I don't know. I, I, I don't have a lot of thoughts about this. No, uh, who, uh, who cares? Ultimately, could you possibly care who who holds the NXT Women's Championship? I mean, no, it's impossible to. Yeah, and who cares? No if it was Cora Jade, I'd say okay, whatever. It's Cora Jade. If it was Indy Hartwell, I'd say okay. You know, it's whatever. You know, I knew it wasn't going to be Kiana James. I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, anybody else is like, oh, whatever. Who cares? So, um, all right. Now between this match and the Isla Dawn Alba Fire match, which we will talk about, we will talk about it. A promo played on this television show, or this PLE, I should say, this premium live event. Uh, so, Joe, now I'm going to play it for the listening audience. You cannot hear it, but I sent it to you earlier. So, well, and you know the promo too. You probably remember hearing it while the show went on. Did you find this to be like one of the most horrifically awful promos you've ever heard in your entire life? Or is it just me? This is every WWE promo. <laughs> this one's worse. No, this one is worse. I agree. It's everyone. This one's worse. Was it worse than Sky Blue on Dynamite last night? Pretty close. <laughs> that was not good. Also, <laughs> was that the? I didn't listen to your entire uh, uh, Thursday TV reviews, but was that the thing that you cared way too much about and ranted about for fifteen minutes? Oh yeah, and made everybody then start taking your side. And then by the time you finish, because you're so goddamn annoying about it, then they're like, ah, you know what? Sky Blue is not that bad, Joe. <laughs> I destroyed <laughs> oh. Sky Blue. Oh my god, I destroyed her. Uh. It's not her fault. It's Tony Khan's fault for putting her on TV, to be honest, because she doesn't belong on TV yet. But um, anyway, yeah, I guess you're going to play this NXT promo. I'm going to play it, and I, I want the, the listening audience to let me know what they think of this. So now this was backstage, my guest at this time promo. I think it was Mackenzie, whatever the fuck her name is, uh, with, with um, Tatum Paxley, which somebody in the note of chat room is saying those are not real names. They are. They are. T- Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley are real people, and they were backstage. Oh, yeah. uh, and then they were confronted by uh, what, what I, I forget what hurt because they, they they both changed their names. It was uh, what's I her? believe you're referring to Katana Chance. <laughs> yeah, Katana Chance. And then what did the other lady change her name to? Is it still Caden Carter? She was Lacey yes. Lane for a while, and then she turned into Caden Carter. Oh, Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Katana Chance. Yes, the the former whatever the hell the Rich, American Ninja are... Warrior woman. Rich. These are your NXT women's tag team champions. <laughs> How do you not know who they yeah. are? Yeah, put some respect on their names, god damn it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to play this promo, and uh, I want the listening audience to uh, tell me what they think uh, if this was particularly awful or am I overreacting to this. So here you go. It's going to play right now. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Julius is not medically cleared. And I know everyone wants to see this match, but I'm just looking out for him and Brutus. And they would run through a wall and say that they're fine because that's the kind of athletes that they are. And I know, I know I'm not their favorite person right now, but I just want them to be 100% when they fight in this year. But in the meantime, it just gives me and Tatum more time to bond as a team. Mackenzie, Ivy's got a tough outer shell, but once you break through it and prove yourself to her, her heart's as big as her arms are. Ivy. Sorry to interrupt. We know that you've had a rough few days, but we wanted to say that you did the right thing. We get it. You gotta look out for the ones you care about. I appreciate you saying that, but please don't mistake my kindness for weakness. Tatum and I have had a few stops and starts, but we're here. Yeah, we'll be seeing y'all real soon, champs. Hey, if you want it, you know where to find us. 
We don't run from any team, especially one we're kind of growing to respect. <laughs> we'll see you soon. This podcast. Oh, play a little bit of the intro there. <laughs> That's extra bad, right? That's pretty much what they do, Rich. No, that's I, extra bad. This one's extra bad. No. Well, okay. It's extra or extra bad at it, but even quote unquote good WWE. Listen, you know the, what it the sounded people like, tell me honestly? this shit's good. There are people that have brains that tell me this shit is good. That tell me this is this is good. No, no, no. This is good. Really? <laughs> really? You know what that's you know what this one in particular sounded like? video game dialogue during a cutscene. that no you what what year of video game dialogue have you played a video game in the last 15 years no play playstation 2 okay video game dialogue <laughs> during a cutscene is what that sounded like um no nah, it's brutal i'm not telling you it's good i'm telling you it's the north <laughs> like that's one's worse <laughs> i mean yeah because katana chants and all the that, lines all... Oh, are so bad well her heart's is as big as her muscles. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because these poor humans having to read these scripts and like that. Yeah, even... nobody, no one really says these words. That's part of the <laughs> right, problem. Right. The, 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 someone sent me a quote from Austin Theory. I can't find it right now, but, and I don't know where it was from, but, um, he said something in a media interview where he said, we're not pro wrestlers anymore. We're not even sports entertainers. We're actors who do physical acting. Oh, and that's what they. You. <laughs> Go no, he's right though. That's well, what they want. He, but they're bad. Them. They're bad at it. Acting is good. You're supposed to be good at acting, right? They're not. Listen, I'm not arguing they're good at it. But what they're taught to do, this is so far removed from pro wrestling now. I mean, it's it's not what it is, especially NXT. You know, like we talked about last week, where they they did a they did a rest hold just so we can look at Dakota Hudson, uh, whatever that guy's <laughs> Duke name is. Hudson, Duke Hudson. Come on, that's your uh, Chase U <laughs> Master Heater. You got oh, that's, that that that, that's a bad idea. That's a bad idea. Yeah, no, that guy, Dakota Hudson's the the, the <laughs> child actor. Uh, child actor, like fully formed adult. Actor, at this she's thirty seven yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, she Dakota a, Hudson's a, a baseball player. You're thinking of Dakota true. Fanning, right? We're all fucked up. Here. <laughs> yeah, Dakota Hudson. I'll, I'll be honest. He is a uh, a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. Maybe yeah. you watched a lot of D- Dakota Hudson. I don't. I don't know. I, I, You're thinking of Dakota fell, Fanning, right? Listen, in one fell swoop, I mixed up Duke <laughs> Hudson, Dakota Hudson, and Dakota Fanning. Where else are you going to get that? Uh, child actor Dakota Fanning is 28 years old, by the way, right now. So. And my wife came in here and worked real stiff with me about an hour ago. What other podcast are you going to get all that? This show's great, Rich. Really <laughs> it is really show. one of a kind. It is one of a kind. You Go listen to some like boring-ass podcast where they're afraid of their own shadow. Not us. Not us. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't think it's uniquely bad. You're just not watching enough of it. No, I. this one is – I think this one's worse. I promise you they're all like this. <laughs> I think this one's worse. That's what I'm saying. Rich, I, it's, I, I, I just, I, I thought it was worse. It, it, it hit me on a moment where I was just like, "Oh my god, this is unbelievable!" That I'm listening to this again. It was god awful, but this is the norm. Yeah, like, okay. this is what, right. especially for NXT. Especially, they're all terrible. None of them are good at it. Um, did you watch Braun Breakar 
and Yuha Nation on the <laughs> having, boat their, last week. having their Waffle House discussions or, or the fishing? The fishing boat. Oh, and, the fi- yeah, because uh, yeah, they, they talk in these really weird where, you know, Apollo Crews is like, do you fish because you like it or do you does it make you distract you from having to defend the NXT World Championship? What are we doing? Rich, like, I know this guy taught. can talk. I know this guy can talk. I've heard him talk. Like, he can't talk, but he just can't deliver these weird, like, I think you're just doing this because you can't handle the pressure of being the NXT World Champion. It's like, what are we doing? It's, they're, teaching the, they're teaching it this way. Yeah, I know. Rich, it's a television show with brutal acting. With the pesky matches People getting in the way. People tell me it's good. Who are, why? People with brains will say, I yeah, don't know. show's all right. No, it's not. It fucking sucks. Why do you want this? Go watch good dramas, good comedies. Why do you want this? It's bad at everything. Yeah, it's not good anything. It's not good anything. Go watch. If you want comedy, I have a lot of comedy you can watch. I have shows from... For decades that you can watch. I have television shows for decades. I got stand-up for decades. I got a thousand things you can watch. If you want drama, Joe, mm-hmm. <laughs> guess what? They also make drama shows, too. They make drama, They make movies, too, that have both comedy. And sometimes they have drama, too. And sometimes they make comedy movies. And sometimes they make drama. You can watch those. Well, about Wrestling Wednesday was really good. They have – there's wrestling shows out there, too. So I, I don't know who – we had this discussion. Like, WWE appeals to WWE fans at this point. And it's a whole, it's a genre to itself. And yeah. And they're the only people watching again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as right. we discussed, the ratings are right back where they were. Well, to get things back on track here, Joe, we had Isla Dawn versus Alba fire and they had a hell of a 10 minute match show that, uh, uh, the ending cut off for me. I, f- I missed this. How did this, uh, this, this Isla Dawn finally defeats Alba fire after so many months of, uh, of them feuding. I, I missed the ending. Can you, uh, I imagine it was good though, because you know, NXT is good. I mean, this is a perfect example. If you don't think this is just the drizzling shit's awful, I we will never agree on anything. This is the disconnect between WWE hardcore fans and the rest of us because this is indefensibly bad. Who can defend this? Like what? What the fuck? <laughs> so what, what? Describe to the folks what happened because again, many people probably did not watch this. Maybe they saw a gif or saw an image, but yeah. So describe the scene here because this was absolutely absurd. Alba Fire, who emerges from a cheap puff of smoke <laughs> on the shows, <laughs> took on Isla Dawn, who does a creepy, spooky gimmick where she makes dumb faces. I. Isla Dawn has now ascended to the top of my most hated wrestler lists based on this gimmick and her dumb, stupid faces that she's constantly making to put over that she's spooky. You know, like she does that smile like, ah, I'm so creepy. Look, uh, something creepy is happening, but I'm smiling because I'm dark and I like it. Like, I, I, it, it's so off-putting. So anyway, she possessed the referee on Tuesday, Rich. And uh, during the match here... <laughs> On Saturday, the, uh, I like how the just ref- like you just have to yeah she well she possessed the referee on, on Tuesday of course of course of course she did yes. she has creepy supernatural yeah, of powers course she, of course she possessed the, the guy on, on Tuesday yeah, yeah go ahead. you know this isn't mid south what do you want me to say <laughs> okay 
So with her creepy supernatural powers and the dumb faces that she makes, she possessed the referee on Tuesday. And then they, she was uh, just so happened to be assigned that referee on Saturday. And then the referee started vomiting um, sticky black goo. <laughs> Any other questions? No, that's it. All right. That was uh, Let's Hawk versus Alba Fire. So. Sticky black goo, yeah. Rich. Mm-hmm. Black goo. Black goo emerged from this man. Came mouth. out of the referee's mouth as he was convulsing on the ground. And then Isla Dawn made silly faces. Yep. Because she's spooky. She's very spooky. Okay, moving on. Because <laughs> I want to get. Why I can't stop these characters just be? Why can't they just be people? Like, are we to believe that Isla Dawn goes home after the match and walks the dog? <laughs> go, go, the first, she goes to the pay faces. window. She goes to the pay window. Yeah, and then she goes home and yeah, walks her dog and heats up her you know pizza rolls or whatever. Yeah. Make a little microwave meal and 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 make creepy faces while she eats it, and then her mom calls and she she talks in NXT talk to speak to her mother, and um you know and, and while making the creepy faces and like you know who is this for? I don't know. Who likes it? Why do they like it? We know that, there's that's that like yeah, it. that that the question we need to now explore is why what what why what is wrong in your life? What are you missing? That, that NXT is fulfilling for you. God. Well, no, the, to the chat, because none of our listeners watched this. this <laughs> Which shit. you should not. Yes, we did, um, so you didn't have to. They said, how well did the match just end? No, she won. Yeah, Like, right. then she won the match. Like, Isla Dawn won the match. Because then she also, she's got to win a professional wrestling match at the end of the possessing. Right. And this is competition. She's still got to throw is... somebody down and put their shoulders yeah. down for the one, two, three and hit that pay window, you know? This is competition. Here. <laughs> right. It's, it's an athletic yeah. sport. So, right. We got to move up the ranks and uh, earn title shots and win money. You know, the purse. With, with this... Yeah. You want, you want the, the biggest part of the purse at the end of the day. So, sticky black goo. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes black goo. <laughs> possessing referees, you know, is what you got to do. Yeah. It's part of the deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, New Day, uh, they defeated pretty deadly to win the NXT tag team titles. We suspected they probably would do. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want me to say? It was all right. It was good. They had some good. They had the Eddie Guerrero spot was kind of cool. Everybody trying to, you know, throw the title at one another to do that. A lot of people going nuts about that spot. Like, all right, good little spot. All right. Good well, spot. I tell you, the, the live they went insane for it, so I can't rip it. I mean, they loved it in the building. The four way Guerrero spot. Yeah, um, and, and I, I liked it too. I thought it was pretty inventive, pretty funny, and, and it's the right people to do it too. The New Day are, are legitimately funny yeah. people. Uh, pretty deadly. I know you hate them, but I think they're kind of funny as well. So. Um, I mean, they stink, I, listen, but... I think pretty, listen, I think pretty deadly is tailor made for the main roster. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't want to watch them. I, they have go away heat for me, but if I'm being fair, they, have, they, I mean, they should just be on the main roster at this point. So I agree with that. The match was fine. Yeah, it's pretty good. This, you know, the, the Isla Dawn Alba fire match was the only match that was terrible. Yeah. Everything, everything else, else on the show was perfectly okay. Yeah. And bordering on good in some cases. Like, this was pretty good. And I guess the next match, the the men's Survivor Challenge, it was all right. I mean, I think it's a little overrated in some Joe, circles. this thing has a 9.07 on cage match right now. That's ridiculous. It and wasn't I match. saw that, and I hadn't seen it yet. And I, I, I messaged some people, and I said, okay, I haven't watched this yet. There's no way this match is a 9.07, right? No way. 
And unfortunately, nobody else had ever, nobody else that I messaged had actually watched it or spent this. So I didn't know. I, I, it was impossible to figure out. And people were just like, I don't know. I didn't hear anybody talk about it, but I don't know. So I watched it. For those watching, listening at home, it is not a 9.07 match at all in any universe. It was perfectly okay. I liked the stipulation. I, I, I thought the work was good. When it was over, I was thinking, oh, my God, who are these people that are voting this thing as highly as they are? And then I realized they're probably just you know bots accounts or, or, or whatever. Or I don't know what they are. I don't know who they are, but there's no, no, no this universe one, I think, is this good. I saw this getting good reviews a lot of places. I think we just didn't like it as much as as now. I, do I think that rating is absurd? That's, yes, rating is absurd. Yeah, that's if you want to go eight, okay, that's fine. It, it's yeah. good net, good little match, but good god, ten out of ten. You got to watch some wrestling, man. <laughs> like if you get if you thought this was the ten out of ten, like the perfection. This is the the highest this sport can go. Like God, I got some. Yeah, I got some wrestling yeah. for you to watch then, pal. I think uh, I think I, yeah, could, this I think is, I could stretch it, the things out a little. I think I could stretch your horizons a little bit if this blew your mind. So. Because if this is averaging a nine, there's a lot of tens in there. Yes. And that's ridiculous. I mean, if somebody went four stars on this, I wouldn't think that's crazy. I wouldn't go four stars on it. But if you went four stars on it, I don't think that's nuts. No, 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 no. But like four and a half. Now you're talking like <laughs> match of the year territory for this. No, no. Yeah, no. Pump the brakes. Waller won. Again, I like the finish where he ran and tried to kill the clock. That's who his that's his gimmick. That's who he is. So it fit that. I like that he won. I think he's one of the best guys on the on the in the, on the brands. Oh, we've said that from day one. That yeah, that yeah. He, he's the guy to definitely put some stock into or put some 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 work into because you can translate him into something. He doesn't belong here. He should be on the main roster. Right. Too. He's too good for I mean, yeah, he's too good for NXT. He has nothing left to prove. I mean, he can talk. He's he can he's a good wrestler. He's in his 30s. I'm pretty sure he's in his early 30s. There's no reason for this guy to still be in this version of developmental. So, um, and then we had the main event, which was Braun Breakar versus Apollo Crews. And man, I got to tell you, I know I sound like a broken record. Braun Breaker just is not. He's not it. There's something missing. No, he's not there. And it's, it's, uh, we can only keep saying, oh, well, he's a rookie for so long before it's like, all right, well, he's been pushed this hard for this long. He's got to start showing something. It's just his matches are just there's this cloud hanging over them because it's like it's so obvious he's missing something big. He doesn't connect during the matches. No, and, and and yeah, he only has like 50 matches or whatever, but all of his matches are very long. They're all main events. They're all bit, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a guy who I could see if you're like, yeah, well, I mean, he's only worked like, you know, Jade, like the Jade Cargo thing where, well, she works. Yeah, she's only worked 50 matches and they're all three minutes long. Like, you're not probably, he's in there with, top, they put him in there with top, top, top guys. They put him in with Roderick Strong and Tommaso Ciampa when those guys were, were, were there and active. They put him in with, they, they try to put Dolph, him in. Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, oh, I forgot about the Dolph Ziggler stuff. I mean, they have put him in big time matches with big time guys and spent a lot of time on those matches and yeah it's just it's something it's not that it factor is just not there with him it's just not it's just not clicking i mean this match is fine he's perfectly fine but he is going to get eaten alive if he ever does go to main roster and if they have have thoughts on making him a big time star like immediately putting him up and on the main roster and making him a star uh he's still a very 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 long way away from that and we're starting to get kind of you know, well, okay, when do we start kind of looking at them? He's, yeah, he's only 25. There's still plenty of growth, but you need to start seeing that that turn at this point, and we're, we have not seen it yet. 
this match was so fucking corny. Like halfway through the match, Apollo Crews just he starts making faces. Oh, lots of eyes. Yeah, he had his eyes. For like for like 20 seconds, he just starts making these weird <laughs> faces, right? And the camera zooms in real tight while he's sticking his tongue out and his eyes are bugging out. And he's he's matriculating his lips and he's making these faces, right? And he's smiling and then he's frowning and then he's smiling and then he's flicking his tongue like he's eating butt. And then he's just he's making these weird, he's doing stuff with his eyes, and he's just making these weird faces. And Vic Joseph. Vic Joseph. <laughs> so he goes. Much. He goes. He goes, Booker T, Apollo Cruz, he's going to that place. Oh, oh no. He's going to that place, Booker. Not that place. And then, and then Booker T goes, I don't know this version of Apollo Cruz. I don't know that man right there in that ring. I don't know him. This company has like four stories. <laughs> now we have going to that place again. Yes. Now going to that place is now one of their like four stories that they tell. What the fuck was this? He just he just starts making like he's possessed. Did Isla Dawn? Uh, yeah, maybe Isla Dawn got him? at him. Yeah, that's long. It's called storytelling, Joe. Come on. And the camera zooms in on his face, and it zooms back. <laughs> Doing the rainmaker, they did like the rainmaker camera thing on his eyes because he bucked out his eyes. The camera's possessed too. Everyone's possessed. What is going on? What am I watching? Like he really said that place. Yeah, that's the best part. Is he had? You know, he had it on his sheet. They 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 definitely talked about this before, and they said, "All right, what are you going to do?" And he goes, "Ah, you know, like how Edge goes to that place. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go to that place." So he wrote down that play, and then that's now the WWE story. The manatees with the giant balls. That's one of them is now that place that you there's there's contract signing. There's cake. There's that place. You know, there's these these they have twelve store the dartboard the doy darts board, and they just go. All right, Apollo Cruz, you're going to that place. All right, yeah, we're gonna do a contract signing, and you're gonna get thrown into a cake, or you're gonna get run over by a car, or. You know, we're all going to stand on objects while we get ready for the, the, the match coming up in a couple of days. Well, now that place is one of them. So I'm glad. That place. <laughs> that um, place. I, that, which is I a meme. A... But the best part is it's a meme. Yeah. But they're so, <laughs> they're so not self-aware that now they're like, oh, no, God, they're God. not. Yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. And then he, he starts throwing suplexes like he's Gary Albright. And I'm like, maybe he should always stay at yeah, that I place. Yeah, I like that place this... for a bit. Of, yeah, that was kind of cool. He's just tossing this guy in his fucking head. And then he just loses out of nowhere. Then, <laughs> then Braun Breaker like kick, fucking sucks. Yeah, he gives Braun Breaker like a Northern Lights suplex or something, and and he kicks out. And then they just stand up, and Braun just hits him with a move and beats him. Like this was such a bizarre match. It was a total nothing match. Apollo Cruz goes to that place. He starts hitting these cool suplexes, and then he just loses. I don't know what the fuck happened here. Uh, you know, there's a place I'd like to send Shawn Michaels. I'll just say that. <laughs> Can we send Shawn Michaels to that place, like prison or something? So, because he, so he could stop booking this terrible wrestling. Uh, he's awful. Yeah, he's Michaels is really is bad. Yeah, he is bad at this. You know, it can never just be a match. It has to be <laughs> sticky black goo and that place. Or some kind of a, a thousand different gimmicks. A whole, we need it. We need, uh, and we did get it in the Iron Survivor when they counted down. We can't. We can't just count to zero. We count to zero. <laughs> Somebody has to emerge from a box or a glass case. 
I don't know. I didn't understand that play. They, it's like a parody of all the things we make fun of. Was was the Apollo Cruz thing? Like 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 it was like we decided to do a parody of WWE. That's what we would have done. Like that, the way that that match played out. So, um, I don't know. Add that to their list of uh, rotating half dozen stories. That yeah, they that got. place. I'm glad. Well, that place. Go. There we go. Well, thank God we're done with this, or else I'm going to go to that place. That is the end of NXT and the end of WWE. Thank God. Uh, so let us move on. We have plenty of other topics to get to. Uh, let's discuss this because this came out. Uh, you reported this on uh, flagshippatreon.com, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling, voices of wrestling.com slash patreon, no matter which way you want to get there. Uh, exclusive Sasha Banks news. Um, I don't know how much you want to give here because you want to, yeah, hey, if you're a subscriber, because there's a lot of free people listening to this, you want to give all the free people, you know, they can they can subscribe and they can read all of these news reports or whatever. But we got to touch on a little bit of it because there was some big news that came out of it and some pretty interesting stuff. And and uh, um, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what do you feel comfortable talking about for free here for these uh, freeloaders uh, listening on their uh, podcast? Yeah, if you $10 subscribers, you already know about this news. You already know what's going on. Been a, it's been a few days now, and and Sean Ross Sapp had a follow up today on um on uh, behind his paywall, but the gist of it is Dave Meltzer and Mike Johnson. Well, Mike Johnson broke the story that Sasha Banks is going to be at the Tokyo Dome on the fourth. Okay, Dave yeah, that, Meltzer. That we knew. Did, we knew that. Dave Meltzer confirmed it. So we had two of the most trusted voices, you know, in 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 the news saying that Sasha would be there on the fourth. What I put out there was the history of her negotiations with Rossi Ogawa and the Bushi Roadside and Stardom. And then later Takaake Kadane got involved because her price was exorbitant. And it kind of, you know, it was well out of the range of what um stardom could pay anybody or and and but then, you know, as time passed. Bushi Road gave the green light to try to make something happen here. And that was the history in terms of the negotiating. And now we come to find out, according to Sean Ross Sapp and what he reported today, is that WWE came to their separation agreement with Sasha at some point during the summer. And the deal was she could not take wrestling bookings until January 1st. That's why a few months ago we heard that Sasha wasn't going to be doing anything until January 1st. Right. So... That's when you can backtrack when she was came to whatever agreement she came to with WWE. That also lines up with what I reported because that lines up with about the timing of when she was having talks with, um, you know, various people from Bushi Road. So um, it, it's it's good when reporting from different places all kind of interlock and 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 are like puzzle pieces with one another. Right, and it felt like a lot of different people got a lot of right things, and then it all kind of came together all to say, together. oh, all right, yeah. this all makes sense now. The timeline all lines up. And credit to Raj Geary, who had it first first. Absolutely, yeah. He was, he was like sitting she... in at a SmackDown taping or something like that. It was just like, Sasha Vix has been released. It's like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> and it turned out to be the truth. So yeah. you could really probably go back to his original tweet in June. to really put the timeline yeah, together. Yeah, Right. And Sap said the summer and and that's from my sources said that's about the time when she was negotiating with Japan. So it all lines up and it all has come together. And the ball really started rolling when Mike Johnson found out she was going to be at the Dome. So um, I did not confirm that she signed what because eventually New Japan made her an offer. And I have the details of the offer. 
behind the paywall, but I did not confirm that she signed the offer. Sean Ross Sapp today confirmed that she has signed the offer. So he didn't have any more details other than that in terms of number of dates or, 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 or money figures or anything like that. Um, but again, you could put my report together with his report and, and kind of piece all of this together. Now, I kind of tried to strongly hint in what I wrote that there was probably a deal made. I just wasn't willing to confirm it because I couldn't 100% verify that there was a deal made. Um, I could confirm that a, a, a deal was all, but here's the thing. They weren't going to pay her to come to Wrestle Kingdom, have her appear at Wrestle Kingdom, think logically, without having something else, you know, locked in. So logic would have told you that she was more than likely signed for more than just the Wrestle Kingdom date once that news came out. But now that the Sean Ross Sapp report came out, it removes all doubt, according to Sean. She is, in fact, signed the deal. So there you go. Sasha Banks is now for we don't know how many dates. Um, what I heard on my end was they, you know, her price was too high to bring her in as a regular roster member for stardom or New Japan for that matter. But um, very high price tag per date. But that's what that's what they were willing to do. They were willing to do business with her per date. So we'll see how many dates that equals. She does have a lot of stardom talent. She follows the product. And there's a lot of stardom wrestlers that she wants to work with. And she has expressed that and it's going to happen. So it looks like it's going to happen. We know, you know, she's going to be at the dome. And now according to Fightful, um, the deal is signed. So, um, but yeah, I have a lot of details in my report that came out on Monday. Um, and that's on the $10 tier. Uh, that's the cliff notes version. Um, you know, in addition to a bunch of stuff on Kota Ibushi too, and what his next step might be. So, um, you know, cyber fight is negotiating with, with Abushi. his, his Bushi road contract will be up in the first quarter of 2023. But if you've been following my reporting on that, you should have already known. That. Right. That's like, not new news for people that, that are smart and that subscribe are, and, that and follow us. us. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I told everybody months ago when it was very messy and very noisy and Abushi was tweeting a bunch of wild shit and Bushi road was holding press conferences to deal with it what they came to an agreement where both sides would just keep quiet and they were going to quietly let his contract run out and then part ways. And I must've reported that rich months ago. And that has been exactly how it has played out. And now we're coming up on the end of his deal. I don't know what, I just know first quarter of 2023, typically it's the end of January. I was going to say, yeah, most of those, New Japan contracts all kind of follow the same, but they did change that up a couple of years ago to try to That's make right. it so there wasn't a mass exodus every time. You know, not always a mass exodus, but they kind of got caught in a bad situation for a couple of years when a lot of people left immediately after Dome or whatever. So they did kind of try to tweak that and change it a little bit, but I would imagine. Just, you, yeah, I can't tell you for sure. Right, right. The day it's he's going to be a free on January 15th. Yeah, we don't know that, but. It, it, it typically their contracts run to the end of each January, but everyone's different, you know, I, when they sign and what, how it's structured. So, but we do know it's very soon and he's been, Abushi's been starting to tweet again. Um, he responded to the cyber fight rumor and said something to the effect of it's not all about money. Um, as part of my story, he still wants to move forward with his, experimental promotion. He wants to start <laughs> with the, with the weird ring, yeah, with the triangle ring or whatever. With the, yeah, the odd shaped rings and the wild storylines. And 
Cyberfight is they're not really they just want him to work Noah shows, man. You know, they don't want to do all this. <laughs> like, ah, you know. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Yeah, that no, sounds good. So can you come in? <laughs> what are you thinking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they want him to work the big Noah shows. They're open to limited dates, too. So they, they want him to work the big Noah shows, and they yeah. want him to work the big DDT shows. Yeah, you can go bankroll your triangle ring thing, but uh, hey, how about you come in <laughs> Noah a few times a year? So. But he, he wa- see, now he has been pretty open about not wanting to go back to DDT. So I don't know if that's going to be a hang-up. And the other thing with Ibushi is there's some fear that when his contract with Bushi Road is up, that he's going to napalm the bridge and put out this documentary slash video exposing how poor his treatment was over the last year, year and a half. And a lot of people, a lot of power brokers in Japan are trying to talk him out of that because depending on what he has to say, it could make him untouchable. Right. And it could be bad for everybody. It could be bad yes. for every company. He might think it's, oh, I'm going to show that Bushi Road is bad. But it's like, ah, that could be bad for the whole thing. So don't maybe don't do that. Yeah. If he starts talking about the Yakuza and all this, like he was tweeting about, um, you know, that might make him because of the culture there and everything that might make him untouchable. It might be very bad for the wrestling business. So he's a real I mean, he's an eclectic guy. I mean, you, you never know what he's thinking or what he's going to do. Um, you know, so it, it it's it, we're just gonna have to wait it out and see what happens. But um, he's gonna have offers, and I don't get the impression, and I don't know this for sure, but I don't get the impression that AEW is not in play. I mean, I I think there's a chance he could work AEW, and th- again, this is from nothing I know, and this is nothing I wrote in my uh, on Monday, but just my gut tells me I don't think. Tony Khan's relationship with New Japan would preclude him from attempting to use Kota Ibushi. Now, could he sign Kota Ibushi and then book him on Forbidden Door? Probably not. But do I think that this would dissuade Tony Khan from attempting to use Kota Ibushi? No, I do not. Kota Ibushi is still, you know, he's got friends in AEW, Nakazawa for starters, Kenny Omega, um, you know, obviously, so there's connections there and I would say that that's in play until someone sure. tells me that it's not until right. someone tells me it's not in play. I would say AEW is in play, right? And w- think- whether that's full time or just coming in every so often, or if it's doing a deal with Noah, but then also doing a deal. Yeah. Like there's a lot is in play with this guy and he's, he's also this guy, you know what I mean? Like the only time he's ever signed pen to paper for a company and, and been exclusive to a company is this thing, this this most recent New Japan thing, where when he for, was first brought in in New Japan, remember it was that dual DDT uh, New Japan thing, then he went away for a little bit, then he was, you know, bouncing all over the place and, and doing his 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 thing in, 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 his, in his, it was like the barn and he was wrestling the dummy in the barn. Like he's a very eccentric guy. And then it kind of surprised everybody when he just said, I'm going to New Japan and that's all. And I'm going to be a New Japan guy forever. Like, so I would assume that what you're probably going to get with, with Kotobushi, if there is going to be something, is that he's going to be doing something where he's in a lot of different places, doing a lot of different things. Because that's just more of what his vibe has been his entire career versus, you know, linked up with one promotion full time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> going back to Sasha, Rich, we have breaking news. Oh. There's a Chris Jericho tweet. Uh oh, you in, are you in trouble? <laughs> no. Oh, um, is it Garrett? Chris fuck Jer- off! Because he's he's been he's been going at all of our uh, <laughs> he's been going at the you got to be kidding me podcast. Is he going at you now? What's he doing? Not you. Let me read the tweet. Okay, sir. All right, all right. What do you got? Chris Jericho, and I quote: 
For the record, the money I reportedly made during my run with New Japan Pro Wrestling, who he tagged, by the way, from 2018 to 2020 online currently is completely wrong. I have never had a flat per appearance deal. I was paid according to the event. And I made more per event than I did for most, all capital letters, of my WrestleMania matches. End, end quote. So what that's in response to, for those who don't know, and I had not mentioned this earlier, um, what I had wrote in my report and what I was told was that Sasha Banks, uh, her deal was for potentially more money than Bushiroad has ever paid anyone, including Chris Jericho, and would make her the highest paid wrestler under the Bushiroad umbrella per event. So that is undoubtedly a response from Chris Jericho to now, you know, now that that's going around and other people have reported that. So um, Chris Jericho tweeted that six minutes ago. Okay. So I'm rereading what you wrote and I don't, this may have been a game of telephone. I don't know if this is, maybe I'm misconstruing what you wrote here, but you, you said here and I'm reading this from, from flagship patreon.com, by the way, uh, quote, currently there is what has been described to us as a limited appearance deal on the table with per appearance fees that would be significantly higher than what new Japan paid for Chris Jericho and would make banks by far the highest paid Bushi road contracted wrestlers. So I, I don't read that that you're uh, maybe I'm wrong, but were you saying that Jericho was on a limited per appearance deal and getting paid by appearance, or were you just saying that Sasha is going to be on a limited deal? But regardless, she's probably going to be making more money than Jericho made. I mean, you just read it verbatim. Yeah, I mean that's just what I was told. Right. Okay. You're reading verbatim what I was told verbatim. I don't know. I just I'm told things and I report. Them. I think he's interpreting um, that you you that the reporting is saying that he was on a per appearance deal. I don't know. I don't take this Jericho tweet as a shot at me. Okay. All right. He's just trying to say, hey, look, there's stuff out here and I'm just on, you know, what, what Yeah. Is. What he's saying is what people are saying about, because I know I didn't even, I don't know what Jericho made. Dave Meltzer said Jericho made X amount. I forget how much he said. Oh, that's right. Dave, okay. So yeah, he's, he's yeah, okay. Maybe he's a little, I think he's more than likely responding to Meltzer because Meltzer talked about how much Jericho made per appearance the other day. I don't even remember what Dave said. Yeah. I don't Dave remember has, the figure, but I do remember you saying that. Yeah. Dave has written that in the, in the newsletter in real time too. what Jericho was allegedly making in, in new Japan per appearance. What Jericho is saying is he didn't have a flat appearance deal. He was paid according to how much the event. Made. Right, right. They're not saying, Hey, come into Russell Kingdom. We'll pay you 250,000. They were saying, come into Russell Kingdom and you get X percent of this or whatever, you know? Right. But, um, so anyway, that's, uh, Jericho. People want us to talk about whether Sasha is going to be the Soraya mystery partner. And, I can't write it off, especially now that we know for sure that Sasha is free and clear of WWE on the first and has a deal in place with New Japan slash Bushiroad, whoever the deal is specifically with. Because that's the other thing. I don't know that she'll be wrestling on stardom shows. I think she's going to be wrestling on New Japan shows for the IWGP women's title. Right, 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 right. I I, I don't th- know that. That's my that's what I suspect. Okay. I think she now has an in to be with one of the biggest companies in Japan and wrestle the people and she wrestle, wants to wrestle women and people that she likes for a company that she likes. Like now, the, the window has now opened for her to wrestle on the biggest shows against women for you know you know what i mean like so that 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 is probably why i i'm with you i i i don't know i'm not privy to any information but i think that that's probably yeah that, that's probably 
where where it's at is that now that 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 this ability has opened up for her to work these big New Japan shows, but wrestle women and wrestle who she wants to wrestle. That that now has given her a great opportunity to you know pursue this. Yeah, look, I don't think they're paying her what they're paying her to work stardom cork and hall shows. She's she's going to be working major New Japan shows. She's going to show up at the Tokyo Dome and challenge the winner of that match, and probably face that person at whatever the New Beginning show is. You know what I mean? Those are the kind of shows she's going to be working. It, that's what I think. I th- that's not what I was told, but because you have to be careful when you talk about this stuff, especially when it comes to Sasha, because her oh, fans yeah. are very oh, yeah. dedicated. <laughs> her fans are very dedicated, very passionate, um, a very passionate fan base. Yeah. So now I'm just speculating on how I think she's going to be used now that we know. But to get back to the AEW thing, I can't write that off. I mean, it could definitely be her. Um, what I disagree with is this idea that if it isn't her. AEW has to make it clear that right, it right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's on you. You have interpreted that. This you isn't have like yourself into a shoe. This isn't the the CM Punk thing. Yes, if they had AEW Rampage at the United Center and called it the first dance, and then you know Cole Carter showed up or whatever, then yeah, sure, you are allowed to say, well, that fucking sucks. Like they definitely made it seem like see, they're not telling you that it. They're 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 not even doing a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to it either. They're just saying she's got a partner. And now people are, are are then now doing their own expo- exploration into it. And, oh, uh, well, you know, uh, Paige, uh, her first match was against uh, – or Sasha's first match was against Paige on NXT. And then she tweeted this out and did this on Instagram. Like, that that's – but they – AEW has never explicitly said or wink, wink, nudge, nudge that it's going to be Sasha. So that's on you Here, if you get upset about it. Here's why I don't think AEW owes you shit, okay? They announced that mystery partner match before the Mike Johnson report right. that Sasha was going to be yes. at the Dome. So this was not, you can't even argue that this is an attempt to intentionally deceive the audience or um, any form of dirty business, intentional or otherwise, because they set up this angle before anyone even knew that Sasha Banks was a realistic possibility. So if you think that this is Sasha Banks now, that's on you working yourself into a shoot. And maybe it will be her. Okay. But if it's not her. Yeah. You are not, not allowed to then throw things and get upset and say, ah, AEW false advertise this. Ah, bait and switch. Yeah. No. Now listen, you. I'm not telling you that you have to think whoever it is, isn't a letdown. If you think if it's not Sasha and it's somebody else and you think it's a letdown, you're more than entitled to think. Sure. That the oh, person's a letdown. What I'm saying is you can't be let down. If it's not Sasha, they have not, this was announced before we knew she was available and they have not even pretended to hint that it's her. Not to this point, because they didn't even follow up on dynamite with that. They didn't say shit on this week's dynamite about it. Yeah. Now, if Soraya comes out and starts talking about someone from her past who she's faced in the, and they start, you know, creeping up to that line and, and trying to make you think it's Sasha. And then it isn't, then they're fair game. Have at it. But it's not their fault that they announced the match and then news broke after they announced the match. If it's not Sasha now, that's not, that's not AEW's fault. And they, they shouldn't have to tell you that it's not her. Why should they have to do that? That's not on them. So I, that I completely disagree with that, that from that standpoint. Okay. Um, Unless they start hinting that it's her. Can it be her? I think absolutely. Yeah, if they start saying, well, you're going to have to, you know, the, the, I got a boss that I'm looking, you know what I mean? If they start doing shit like that, then right, it's like, exactly. okay, now, the, and then it's, you know, 
whoever, insert whoever, then yeah, you're allowed to then say, oh, okay, wait a minute. They said boss. They, they, you know, did this, they did that, you know? Yeah. Okay. They started playing with money and, and okay. Yeah. Maybe now we're talking something, but yeah, right now they have not, they've just said a mystery opponent that that's it. I mean, if it's not Sasha, I feel bad for whoever it oh, is. Oh, whoever it is, 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 that's a brutal spot to be in. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's bad business for AEW if they don't explicitly. How are they supposed to explicitly tell you it's not Sasha? Anyway? <laughs> right, right. I mean, the people. I guess people other than saying more... it's not who you think it is, but this goes back to the Jerry McDivitt thing that he, he, you know, he sued WCW on is by saying that. Then essentially in pro wrestling, you're alluding to the fact that it probably is going to be that person by, by saying, look, it's not going to be a boss or it's not going to be Sasha. Like that makes people say, oh, they're just trying to tell you it's not, but it's definitely going to be here. You know, they're just trying to get you off the scent. Like re- wrestling fans are wrestling fans. Like there's no way they're going to go, oh, well, nonetheless, then I guess we'll move on from that. No, then they're just going to say, oh, they're just saying that because they don't want you to think it's her. You know, So that's there's, yeah. there's really no winning in this. The reverse psychology argument. But yeah, right. There's also this argument of, well, if it's not her, you're going to want to let people know because you don't want to let people down when it comes to this stuff because it's bad business. And my counter to that would be mystery people are almost always letdowns because everyone always works themselves into a shoe. <laughs> who it's going to be, yeah. And it's never. That it's going to be the biggest star possible. And sometimes and it, very it is. Often and sometimes it is. And it's cool. But very often, most of the time, it's not. It's just a person. When it was Christian, did that cripple AEW's business? <laughs> I mean, it's gonna, you know, it's not a big deal if it's not Sasha. People will get over it. And again, AW didn't. That's you. It's, again, it's on you. You're the one working yourself into a shoot if it's not her. But now I do think it's a, a more, a, a far more realistic possibility that it is, because no matter what this mystery, and I'm sure she's asking for the world as well. She should because she's gonna get it. Okay, you should ask for what you're gonna get for, and. That didn't make much sense. People know what I'm saying. I got you. Yeah, well, I mean, and and it's it's good she did because, like you're saying, she asked for a lot. And as you reported, Rossi Ogawa originally said, oh, shit, well, we can't pay that. And walked away from the table. And then Kanani said, no, 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 hold on a minute. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit. Let's, you know, let's. And good for her because she got paid. You know, she could have just said, well, hey, actually, you know what? Let's make it, you know, this or whatever. And probably would have got signed up tomorrow if she cut her price in half or whatever, whatever the price may be. But good on her. That's how you negotiate. That's how you use leverage. You say, here's my offer. Take it or leave it. And Rossi goes, ah, I don't, and then can I well, hold on a minute? Well, let's talk a little bit. And she well, got it. So good for her. Yeah. Well, as Meltzer reported, she's got a seven figure deal on the table from WWE. Yeah. So if she's got a seven figure deal on the table from WWE, then she is, she doesn't have to conform to anyone else. Now I'm sure they had a negotiation, but the point I was going to make was whereas stardom obviously has a limited budget um, and even Bushy road to some extent, Tony Khan does not. If Tony Khan wanted to bring in uh, Sasha Banks, he can meet her price. If he wants to blow up his budget, he has the money to do that. So the price tag is not necessarily a barrier for AEW as it would be for Impact or MLW or somebody like that or an independent promoter or even Bushy Road before they decide to sit down and make it happen. So if she's free and clear, and and also when you consider the the friendly relationship between New Japan and AEW right now, it's definitely a possibility that she could be the mystery partner. Right. But here's my here's what I would say to that. I feel like that would be enormously stupid. I would announce her. Why not just announce her? 
why would you blow that? If it you is truly it. her, you either got to do the wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff so much on the face, on the nose that people know similar to the punk thing, or you just fucking say she's here and, and yes. get people to watch your television show as much as humanly possible. I think people have it backwards. People want AEW to say if it's not her. I think AEW should say if it is her. Yes. Yes. I'm with you. And like you're saying, either do the punk thing and have Soraya talk about bosses and shit. Right. Carry around a bunch of money and say, well, you know what? I know a boss who could help me on, right. <laughs> in this tag match. You know, something like that. You know, somebody or from just... my past who's going to, you know, something like really hit it as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. Where everybody knows and it's it's a lock. Or just flat out have Soraya announce it the week before or something. Because then you're going to sell tickets and people are going to watch. Right. Well, and then the, the Mad Dog stuff in the uh, No Dope chat room does have a very good point. A few other people brought this up. Can they legally do anything until January 4th? Can they say? But here's what I'm saying is I'm not saying you're saying that just say Sasha Banks is going to be there. Legally, they might not be able to say that. But I think you could probably strongly imply it's her. Yeah, they can't do that. They might not be able to do that until they might the not first. be able to make a graphic and say, uh, you know, Mercedes Monet is going to be here on on or whatever. But like, I think you can. There's things you could probably do to not, you know, dance around you, it, but also make it very obvious to people. Or just send out a tweet on the first. Then, Who cares the message will get out. Right, we're not saying they should have already done that, but we're saying that in 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 the lead up to that, you know. Yeah, what I'm saying is at some point, if it's her, you need to tell people. Right, you're not her. criticizing them for not doing that now, but if it is her, no. now is a good time to just hit it. You know, just just Correct. just say, all right, yeah, it, it is who you think it is, and, and here we go. go if, if, what I'm saying is I don't mind a little mystery angle in the lead up. I think that's fun and good. What I'm saying is if you don't tell people it's her before the show, that's a misstep. That could be a week before, a day before. I don't, but I want to, I want people to know she's going to be there. So they watch. And so I sell all my tickets. So if you can't legally do anything until the first, all right, then Tony Khan sends out a tweet on the first or Soraya sends out, keep it in storyline. Soraya sends out, a, you know what I mean? Like that's not going to get around and, and make an impact just because you don't have TV in between that. That's, you know. You can still make it known that it's her. And I think it's a mistake if you don't. Right. Because you only get one crack at that. And you're blowing it if you don't if you don't announce it in some form. So um anything else on this Sasha stuff or uh no, I think that's I, is there I any other questions in the chat or uh no nothing on? else that I've seen. Yeah, just kind of speculation about the uh the January 4th dynamite. That might be the time to do it or whatever. She appears on Russell Keenum earlier that day and and, and I guess people are saying she could appear on that show. I mean, I guess you can go to Russell Kingdom and then fly to Seattle in a day if you want to. But I, I don't know if that's. What is the date of the. I thought the tag match was in. Um, that's L.A. Thought... L.A. Yeah, that's. So that's. The so why are 13th, we talking right? about Seattle? Because... Well, well, they're saying that you can debut her on that show. And then, but I wouldn't do that either. No, 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 no. The, the, yeah, no, that's. She she's not flying from Tokyo to Seattle on. And she's not doing that. January eleventh is the Los Angeles show. The Los Angeles show is the next week. So I was wrong. There is TV in between because you have a you have a dynamite. I was looking at the December calendar. You can you, there is a dynamite and a rampage before, after the first and before the eleventh, for the for the for the show that she would be on. 
So you can start sending tweets out on the first. You can hammer it or you can announce it on the dynamite. I don't care what you do. All I'm saying is if it's her, do something. tell people it's her. Right. Do something. That's all. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, it could. Yeah, it, it you know, it could very. I put it. I put the odds at about 50 yeah. 50 right Whoa, now. Oh, there you go. All right. I mean, I, it could be her, you know, so. But if it's not, and you know, that's on you. You buy a ticket expecting her. <laughs> right, right, right. Don't do that. Yeah. They haven't, you know, they're not telling you it's her. Yeah, they got a lot of stuff they got to deliver on that show. They got to deliver, you know, people want, definitely want the ladder match. And they're going to get the ladder match. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but it's funny that it's like, you know, you got to tow that weird line of, of, you know, it'd be cool to have this thing go to, you know, six games, you know, the, the series between Elite and the Death Triangle. It'd be awesome if it just went to six, you know what I mean? And the Death Triangle just beat them in, in six games. But then you have so many angry people that bought their tickets for Los Angeles to see a ladder match, and now it's just not going to You know what I mean? So you can't you can't do that, but it'd be cool if they did, but I'm also not a ticket holder, so I get, you know, why it, 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 it'd be upsetting to some people. That's, that's just like a wrestling thing. But, yeah, we kind of work ourselves into shoots a lot, unfortunately, for, for better, for worse. Somebody in the chat is saying that Meltzer is now saying that he thinks that Sasha is going to work the American U.S. Uh, the American New Japan shows. They have a big one coming in. Um, what city is it? It's uh, let me see if I can find it. Which would which is obviously a tremendous idea, by the way. Oh yeah, if they can um, do that, and that actually shit that kind of works with the New Japan Strong and Honor Club thing or whatever you know, New Japan and Honor Club that might actually be a nice little yeah, nice little. Thing too, if they end up doing that, ends up working. I can't out find them. it now. Where's New Japan running? I don't know. Uh, Somebody I can get there. Yeah, one second. Well, I get it for you. I got their schedule. I know. I navigate their schedule page here. Uh, they have that's okay. That is December. Let's do scrolling the New Japan schedule page. Oh God. Battle in the Valley, February eighteenth, San Jose. San Jose. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh, is that because people were saying the San Jose show? So that's what that's what they're talking about then. Yeah, that's what I, they mean. I, I saw they a few people. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. So that would make a lot of sense. I mean, yeah. you know, and you know, the rubber's really going to meet the road on is Sasha Banks a draw very soon, right? Oh yeah. If she's a draw outside of that ecosystem, and can she sell tickets? And will her fans pay to see her outside of WWE? All of those questions will be answered if all of this plays out this way and we're going to find out very soon. So the wrestle kingdom lineup was announced. Yes, it was. Yes. So we'll, we'll talk about the world tag league junior tag league finals uh, here in a minute, but uh, the wrestle kingdom 17 lineup was announced also with the word that cheering will be allowed. There's some weird caveats where you can't like sing or, or do whatever, but for the most part, all you need to know is they are allowed to cheer. So uh, cheering will be in the Tokyo dome this year. Uh, in terms of ticket wise, I think they're 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 getting near twenty thousand or so. I think the last I saw, but we'll have to see uh, as we get closer to the show. And obviously, we'll we'll do our preview on uh, a couple weeks here, a full preview of the show. But the lineup uh, looks pretty solid. There's some pretty real quick no- on the fan. Oh uh, real yeah, quick yeah. On the, from what I understand and what some of the people are saying in our Discord is that the limitations that are going to be in place really won't be relevant for wrestling, and it's going to feel like a wrestling show. Because you're allowed to cheer and chant. You just can't like sing along with an entrance song, but they don't, you know, they don't really do that. No, there is really no one that does. Yeah. No one does that. Like 
Minoru Suzuki, for example, everybody just sings the one line. Right. It's not and like they're singing the whole two minute song or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be acceptable under these guidelines. Whereas if Chris Jericho were working the show, you couldn't sing along to Judas. But you could do the one line in Suzuki song or you can count along with the referee. And I think you could do chants that are that are less than a certain amount of time. But then somebody count like New Japan tweeted out. They said, well, the vast majority of our chants are under 20 seconds and it won't be affected. So go ahead and chant. So, yeah, they, they've been hitting the ground running. They've been in front of as many people as possible. Just being like, please let us fucking cheer again, please. Yeah. We'll do anything. So, yeah, they, they've they've worked out enough caveats where I think they've jumped through every loophole that you could possibly jump through where wrestling fans know, OK, we're fine. This is pretty much we could just do whatever we want. They, they're saying, oh, you know what? We'll tell our fans they can't do this and can't do that and can't do that. But none of that stuff is really going to apply to most wrestling fans. Yeah, because these are guidelines that apply to all theater shows and concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Anyway, um, we'll go through the lineup of Wrestle Kingdom and then talk about the World Tag League final when appropriate. How about that? Let's do that. So, all right. Uh, pretty fun lineup, I think, on, on paper. There's a lot of notable names that are missing from the show. Uh, your Shingo Takagi's and, and, and those sort of guys missing from the show. But uh, they'll obviously probably factor into the Rambo uh, in one uh, way or, or not. But we'll start out, I'm going to start out with the top and then we'll kind of work our way uh, to the bottom. So you have, obviously, your IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match. Jay White defending the title against Kazuchika Okada and I can't lie I think Jay White is ice fucking cold right now I this match I, I it's gonna be good like I, I'm positive it's gonna be good it's gonna be in the Tokyo Dome the result to me is probably pretty obvious that uh Okada is just gonna win and you know and 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 kick off the new year for New Japan with a crowd full of cheering and all that sort of stuff but um I don't know it's just where are you at with Jay White right now because I he just feels like I, I kind of forget that the guy's even the champion a lot of times this, this match is ice cold um, like he came out in that World Tag League thing, and I'm like, oh yeah, Jay White, yeah, he's the champion. Oh, okay. Like I the, thought Okada was the champ for some reason. I don't know why, but the, the match is ice cold. And if the show doesn't do well, um, it you know the main event being cold is going to be a big part of that. I think at least in the West, the Will Osprey Kenny Omega match feels like the hotter match. I don't know if that's the case in Japan, but this match absolutely feels ice cold. Jay White has been a terrible champion. Uh, it's been a completely nondescript title run, just not interesting at all. And, you know, I think most people are hoping Okada just takes the title back here and ends this because it hasn't been good. And the match is not hot at all. No, it, it feels very, very cold. So. This is the coldest dome main event. That oh, I've... yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I was trying to think about that, too. I'm like, all right, well, am, I being, am I being just too hard on this? And I went back and looked at other – and I'm like, no, it's Wrestle Kingdom. Like, I can't have a cold match in the main event. Like, get out of here. It's Wrestle Kingdom, man. Like, I, I and I look back, and I'm trying to think, okay, in the in the history of doing this show, has there been a, a Wrestle Kingdom that I did? And I'm, no, I looked at all of them, and I'm like, no, all these ones were, were fucking tremendous, and I couldn't wait for these matches. This one is not the case. This one's like, yeah. oh, all right. Right, whatever you know this is the coldest in our history doing this show right without doubt so uh semi-main though uh now that i know fans are gonna be able to cheer and make noise i this i'm very very this is my main event for sure uh will versus kenny omega which is just gonna be i mean jesus christ it's gonna be fucking incredible so yeah you can set your so best wrestlers in the world i mean what, what more do this you have is, to say this is one of the last dream matches on the table this is you can set your expectations as high as you want for this. And you know, it, it may still clear the bar. I cannot wait. And these two have been wanting to do it. They've been building it for a while. 
Um, you know, they're going to have, they've got, they're going to put their minds together and it's two of the greatest minds in wrestling in terms of laying out a match, man, I, I, I can't. And they, can't they've done a good job well. of, you know, putting those little Easter eggs in about not, you know, they, there's all, they guys also just don't like each other. Quote unquote, you know what I mean? In, in, in story, it's not just like, Hey, let's go have an exhibition of fun. Matt. It's like Kenny Omega thinks will sucks. Will thinks Kenny sucks. You know what I mean? There, there's, and it, 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 it tricked a lot of dorks who didn't realize that professional wrestlers are professional wrestlers. And sometimes they lie to get you to, you know, get excited about a match that they're going to have. But like this one is, is, is there's a lot, there's like a, a nice little bit of hatred involved in it. It's also, it's fucking Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Like there's a lot of stuff to love about what, what's going to happen here. And yeah, like you said, I'm positive. These two guys are thinking every single day about what they're going to do on this, uh, on, on this night. And it's, yeah, the floor is, is, it, it, yeah, the floor at minimum is like this is going to be one of the greatest matches of all time. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's Will and Kenny in the prime of their careers. Like Will Osprey is on another level, and Kenny's on another level. It's just like you don't get many matches like this anymore. Like the, like you said, one of the last remaining true dream matches, not the dream match in the way that everybody overuses the, the term. This is a dream match in capital D. The whole thing is capital, all caps. Dream match here between Will. And yeah, Kenny. and. They've managed to build heat for this while never working in the same promotion together. You know, so these guys are good like at this thing. These guys are good at this. Yeah. So um to me, it's my main event. I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this more than the the Jay White Okada match or anything else on the show. Uh, we have a junior heavyweight championship four-way match, Taiji Ishimori, El Desperado, Hiromu. Uh, and Master Watto, very similar to Jay White and Okada. It's like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be pretty cool, but it, it, it another one that feels kind of cold. I don't know. Where, where are you at with the junior heavyweight title match? Well, they set it up so early. So we've been waiting around for this match for a long time. And it's not like it was some super exciting matchup to begin with. I don't like the four-way, of course. But, um, I, you know, I I was watching the Super Junior Tag League, and I was like, man, Master Watto's not even in this tournament. He's really fallen out of favor because I forgot he was in this match. <laughs> right, he's here in this match. And then it occurred to me, oh, wait, he's in the singles title match. He wouldn't be in the tournament. So, I don't know. It's a four-way, and I'm sure it'll be fine. And um, I'm just tired of multi-man matches. I don't know. I got you. Uh Keiji Muto's final New Japan Pro Wrestling match. Keiji Muto, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Shota Umino. Big spot for him uh, versus Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Yeah, well, I mean, the 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 most notable thing and the big thing here is obvious, and that's Shota Aminu yeah. getting this spot. So you've got the three generations here. You've got Muto, Tanahashi, and they are very clearly trying to tell you that they want Aminu to get there and be on that level. That's what this is. And... Yeah, it's Muto's final New Japan match, and that's a big deal. And I'm not, you know, you and I are Muto'd out, you know, so, but I understand it's a big deal. But the big thing here is the inclusion of Shota Umino. And I would not be stunned at all if he scores the fall over Bushi. Wow. As the finish of this yeah, match. Yeah, that, that would be. 
I don't know if I'd put I don't know if I'd want to put money on that, but I do I, I find it very fascinating. I him being involved in that for just him being involved in this match too. Like you said, that is the thing to pay attention to the most. That is them shining a light and saying this guy matters and this guy's a big deal. You don't put him in Keiji Muto's final New Japan match and have him also on a team with Hiroshi Tanahashi if he's not a guy that you think is going to be a big fucking deal in 2023. Uh, as far as the finish, man, I, I mean it's 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 not Keiji Muto's final match ever, so he doesn't have to lose. Like he could just as easily, you know, do a shining wizard and beat Bushi, and that'd be fine. I think the most people would be okay with that, but. That's the betting line. That's the that's, betting line. I mean, that's favorite. probably what I would say, but I, I think you're right that it's not 0% chance that Umino gets that win, and that would be fucking massive for him, too. That would be shining even more of a light, you know. That, and, that, to, that. And, and, and then to get the endorsement from Tanahashi and Muto, which would be really funny since Muto, if Muto refused, could stay in the ring long enough to get it. <laughs> well, no, I, well, well, where it would be funny because Muto just refused to give his endorsement to Kiyomiya. And yeah, it'd be great if he's in the ring, bows before Shota handshakes him and stuff. <laughs> if you're Kaito, you're right. like, motherfucker, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, but th- would that stun you at no, all? I'm not trying. Of course it would. I'm he, not even trying he to. He might do... actually respect Shota Umino, and I know that he doesn't respect Kaito Kiyomiya. So I'm not even doing a bit. No, like, no. I could totally see him endorsing Umino. He made it very obvious who he, who he, that what he thought of Kaito Kiyomiya in that moment. Yeah. And and all along, and for all, two and years for the last year, <laughs> yeah, for the last two years, basically, yeah. And then took a giant shit on the poor guy, you know, when he should have endorsed him. So, I mean, you know, because I don't think he respect. I don't think he gives a fuck about Noah Kiyomiya Cyberfight. You know, I think he's got a just, little bit more respect. I mean, I guess we'll see, but I think he's got more respect for New Japan than he does Noah. Look, Muto's Muto, and you got to be careful. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I'm saying there's a chance that he does for Umino what he would not do for Kiyomiya. And that would be, I'm actually rooting for that for Schadenfreude reasons. If I'm being honest, I like the drama, Rich. I enjoy it. Oh, I, I enjoy it's the cool. messy. I enjoy messy pro wrestling drama. Yeah, it's pro messy. wrestling. Yeah. Give me the drama. Yeah, give me the muck. Yeah, I love the muck. Uh, all right, speaking of muck, I guess never open weight championship. Carl Anderson, bright lights. Oh, he won at the World Tag League, and now he will go to Wrestle Kingdom to face Tama Tonga. All I'm gonna say. Is you cannot say I tried. I didn't try to drop subtle hints that this was a possibility last week. I tried my best. So, if people weren't prepared for this, they should have been. Um, you know, he agreed to those two dates, and it didn't mean that he was going to work both of them. But now we see that that was the deal, and they they oh, they decided. I would argue that he's only worked. He hasn't worked any of them yet because. Oh, how what? awful was that? Oh, oh my, my god. god, he did not work. He was there in physical being, but I <laughs> yeah. I would I would butt up against work. If I, <laughs> I don't know what's in the wording of the contract, but I might say, hey, you know what? You got to give us another day because I don't know what that was. But uh, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> what a horrendous match! Even somehow even less effort than the Tanahashi. <laughs> yes, and, I, I was impossible. And I thought it was funny. Afterwards, he gets in the camera, right? And he goes, you thought I was coming to Japan to do a shizob? <laughs> Did he and say shizob or jizob? I don't know. He said one. shizob. <laughs> and you got to respect it. You said like the muck. I love the muck, but you got to respect jizob, whatever. He, he said a carny word for job, right? And he's like, you think I came to Japan to do the jizob? What he should have said is, do you think I came to Japan to to, 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 to do a bizob? He, like, the guy didn't bump. He didn't bump. Like, he didn't work. I. It was a 10-minute match, and Joe, I couldn't tell you anything that happened. It, it's one of the... Not, 
it felt like it was two, it was one of those matches. It was ten minutes, but it felt like two minutes because I was just like, "There's nothing happening in this match. What is happening?" And then it was over, I, and I was like, "All right, well, there you go." Not, so. not a single bizump. I can tell you <laughs> that. A lot of bizumps. I'll tell you no. So this, you know, and and look, I look. I'm not sitting here telling people they have to like this story or anything, but the reality is, Carl Anderson could have put this belt in the box and told him to kick rocks. Okay, he wanted to come back and do the right <laughs> Maybe thing. He should have. Maybe he should, but here's the thing. It's not his fault that they wanted to run a swerve and have him come back again at the dome. Right. You know what I mean? It, or it's that like, they gave their, their title to a guy that they didn't have a contract. To a guy that didn't have a contract. If you hate all of this, your heat should be on the promotion more than it should be on Carl Anderson. Um, Did he finesse his way into a dome payoff? Maybe. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> but good for him. He's I mean, a good, He's a good brother. Yeah, of course he's doing that. You know, brother, but it's brother. like. You know, New Japan could have brought him in for the for the show the other day and just had him drop it there. They could have done that. He's not booking him. Like, he's not booking this stuff. He's just, you know, showing up and doing what he's told, you know? And, um, you know, he'll lose it here because unless they've agreed to more dates. <laughs> oh, I'm God, sure people please don't. No. <laughs> no, we're done. I'm know? done. I'm over it. Put the belt so, in the box. If they agree, Just put the fucking belt in the box. Let's call it a day. If nothing else, the swerve worked. I don't think anyone ex- expected, you know, Hikaleo to. Well, I mean, I tried to hint at it last week, but I don't think a lot of people expected. I think everyone expected him to just come back and do a job for Hikaleo, right? And I don't know. I'm trying to dress up a pig here, Rich. What do you want from me? <laughs> it I, stunk, yeah. It sucks shit. You know, so. And this is going to stink too. Oh, it's going to stink and, real bad too, yeah. But again, I really do think the heat should not be on him. I, you know, it's, it's, he doesn't have to do any of this shit, but. You know, and he's not the one booking it. Anyway, right. and, and they put themselves in the situation. He didn't put them in that situation. That's right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. They put their title on a guy with no deal. Yeah. Don't do that. Uh, New Japan World TV Championship Tournament Finals. Zack Sabre Jr. Ren Narita. Looking forward to this one. I love Ren. Love the new Ren. Uh, I would give him the title. But I, I guess this will be interesting because post Suzuki Goon, maybe you need something a little bit different for Zach. So maybe this is the, the, the jump off for him to have his new, whatever it is, but I would just give it to Ren. I think Ren's the guy you want to build around. I'd be stunned if Ren Narita doesn't win. This title was created specifically for younger wrestlers. And it was at the behest of the office, the upper office, not the booking. Yeah. Office. Upper, this upper, was upper, the, upper. Yeah. The, the suits of Bushi road created this title and this was not Gato's idea. This was not anybody's idea in, you know, the booking team. And they want to, this was a directive to push younger wrestlers. And that's why all of the TV title matches are free on new Japan world. And they want this title built around the young guys. And I think Saber is in the final number one, cause he could have a good match with Renderita number two to get Zack Saber onto the, the wrestle kingdom show. And I think Ren will win. I'd be stunned if he doesn't because that's the whole directive of this thing. And he's a guy that they want to push anyway. And then you'll see this title built around the younger wrestlers from there. That doesn't mean that older wrestlers will never challenge for it, but I'd be really surprised if you see like a 40 year old guy have a long reign with this thing at at any point. It's uh, designed for the younger wrestlers. This and the IWGP women's title are directives from the top. They want to expose the stardom wrestlers to the new Japan fans in the West. They think there's a real hole in quality women's wrestling in the West that can be filled by stardom. And they're, I and, don't think they're wrong. I think they're right. 
And they think the best way to expose it is through New Japan to get people interested and curious about stardom and the IWGP women's title. And I guess we could just fold that into the next one we talk about. Uh, Carrie versus Tam Nakano here for this match. And, yep. and Sasha presumably going to challenge the winner or sit at ringside right. or whatever. Sit, you'll you'll see her. Do. She's going to be on the show. So you're either going to see her. She's going to be there. Or like you said, she's going to come out and, and, and challenge uh, after the match. So yeah, keep, keep, keep this one circled. This is going to be a big one here. Uh, historic for a lot of reasons, but also, yeah, it could be a real, real, real big deal uh, with, with Sasha. So yeah, one to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, IWGP tag team titles, FTR versus... Oh, and, the, and oh, bringing in... And bring and bringing in Sasha for for this is really putting your money where your mouth is in terms of we really want to expose the women under our umbrella to the Western audience, right? Because the idea you really, if you can pick a better scenario, you can't. Like you would pick Sasha Banks to be the one to work these New Japan shows for this title against these wrestlers. Like this is the this is the scenario you would pick if you if you were able to just magically choose a way to expose all of this to that's what you would do. Right. Right. You're, you're, you're going to get that image of her in the ring, you know, challenging Kyrie or challenging like pointing at the title or what I, and like, that's going to go everywhere and everyone's going to see it. And there's going to be gifts ever. I mean that, that, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big deal and they're smart to, you know, strategy. This, well, is, this is a smart strategy is, all the way around. It is, it is. And, and it's, it, and it's, and it probably is going to be a loss leader in the end of the day. Oh, with whatever they're paying yeah. her. It's just eyeballs, but eyeballs. You're paying for the eyeballs. It's eyeballs. And it's the idea is whenever her short-term deal with new Japan is up, that those fans will then stick with stardom right. and pay for so the I service. I came for Sasha, and, but I really like Kyrie. I really like, yeah, there's a bunch of other people that, yeah, that stardom roster. So yeah, I mean, I'm interested. It's a, I think it's a worthy investment for them for sure. So I'm, I'm excited to see how it ends up working. And, out. and the plan from the start, even before Sasha was in play, was to do these IWGP women's title matches in the United in, States. In the U.S., yeah. We talked about that many, 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 many moons ago. About so, Which also lends credence to what Dave is saying about the San Jose show. So, again, it's all, all the puzzle pieces are coming together. Uh, FTR versus uh, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi Bishiman, who uh, won the World Tag League. Hiroki Goto adds another trophy to his case. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, they're all World Tag Leagues and, and New Japan Cups or whatnot. Fourth World Tag League Championship for Hiroki Goto here, uh, 2012, 2014, 2021, uh, and 2022. Back-to-back winners here, Bishiman. Uh, and now they're going to face FTR for the IWGP Tag Team titles. Do you think FTR loses another title along the way? Or do they keep this one? I don't know. This one's interesting. I'm not sure. I was shocked that uh, Aussie Open lost. I mean, I thought the obvious match was the rematch between FTR and Aussie Open, and they're not doing that. And Aussie Open presumably aren't on the show unless they're in the Rambo. So if they're in the Rambo, this is fucking annoying. Like, if they're on, if they're booked for the show, Aussie Open, and they're doing goto and yoshihashi in this match instead that's infuriating i don't i don't understand that especially if bishimon win the titles and we don't get another match between ftr and Aussie. right i was but, gonna say if they win the titles maybe you're saving it for that san jose show you're saving it for something in america or so, somewhere right. else but right and that's possible too so you do this match for the japanese audience ftr wins and then you do the match against Aussie open for a western audience somewhere, right, right or right. even Maybe even Australia. Who the fuck knows? I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's true. I mean, so, they do have that idea. Yeah, if if FTR is willing to go to Australia, I mean, that might be a worthy option too. Man, FTR is willing to go anywhere. I mean, <laughs> Wherever they can have a good match, they'll, they'll go. Yeah. I have my thoughts about bald, but 
I never question their work ethic no, or fuck their no. those guys will work. As long as there's a good match to be had, they're in. So So yeah, so that was a surprising result. And I didn't really love that match anyway. The no, it was pretty boring. Yeah. That, it was just long and it wasn't a bad match, but it just I I definitely wouldn't recommend the world tag. Not a lot of juice. Anybody. Yeah, just not a lot of yeah. juice to it. When it was done, I was like, Yeah, I mean that was fine. I enjoyed it. But yeah, just it didn't have a little didn't have any jolt of energy in it at all. Yeah. Um, catch 22, uh, catch 22, uh, junior heavyweight tag team titles against yo and Leo rush. So I think technically they're catch two, two, they're catch two, two, but I'm just going to say catch 22, <sighs> catch two, um, two, sorry. This is a rematch from the cork and hall match that I thought was one of the best tag team matches of the year. So I'm happy that this is what we're getting. And I think it's going to be another great match. So definitely looking forward to it. It'll be that traditional, you know, early in the show, junior tag match. And um, they don't need a ton of time to have a great match. You give them 12, 13 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all you match. want. That's all you want out of these junior yeah. heavyweight tags. Yeah. And, and you know, TJP and, and Akira have been an excellent team. Um, really good champions. They had a great tournament, I thought. And Yo and Leo Rush, I thought, had a great tournament. So, yeah, Leo, um, this I thought all, Leo Rush looked great. He looked he looked Leo pretty motivated Rush looks too. Phenomenal. Yeah, he looks so good. So I don't know if he's yeah. remotivated or what, what what's going on, but he yeah he was tremendous this entire tournament. Yeah. So um, looking forward to that match. Uh, and then quickly, uh, Antonio Inoki Memorial match: Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, Togi Makabe versus Tatsumi Fujinami, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask. And by that, by this point, Suzuki Goon will be no more. Exactly. We'll so. touch on that in, in, in a bit. Uh, then you got a Rambo, and then you got an exhibition match between the two uh, young lions. So, all right. Oh, and have you seen that Bolton Oleg? Oleg. Yeah, he, I've seen him. Yeah, he's um, I, I I see some potential there. I don't know if he. I, I don't know. Big dude. I see a ton of potential. I mean, he's fucking he, massive. So he's a huge guy. He is he already moves around. Real he's well. a little old though, isn't he? Already like I don't want to say he's thirty. I don't think he's thirty he's, yet. He was a WXW guy. He's yeah, been I want to he, say he's late twenties at least. I don't know if he's thirty. So that, but again, if if that's the initiative is, and and people have kind of misconstrued the initiative isn't necessarily like the young lions just have to be pushed right. It's just like, hey, we got young guys, push the young guys. Like, let's not fuck around and and just if we got young guys, and we got young talent, just push them. So he's one that especially you're going to want to jump up the board if if he's already thirty at this point or twenty nine or whatever he is. You're just going to see excursions move faster and 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 guys get pushed. Uh, a little more expeditiously than you were seeing previous if this initiative continues to take hold and you know they're forcing titles on the company so i mean you would think that they mean business when they want these guys pushed a little faster and you can definitely argue that the young lion system moves moves too slowly i mean you could definitely make oh, that for argument. sure yeah for sure um you know so and 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 you can make the argument that this is an older roster and then they need to get younger and they'll have this influx of guys and, you know, guys like Renderita and Shota Umino. And, and those are the two primary ones right now, but some of these other guys will come back. I thought Yota Suji has been looking better and better to me. I mean, um, I think they really have something with him and, um, and Uemura keeps fucking with people on Twitter, but you know, I presuming he's with the company, which I think he is. I think he just fucks with people. Um, and I, yeah, I, do I think that he left New Japan for wrestling for the the bright lights of Impact Wrestling? I do, I do not. I I don't. But yeah, so I mean, I I think there's something there with him. He has that classic '70s look. Um, so you'll just see guys on short. They're not going to eliminate excursions. You're just going to see shorter ones, I think, and and more of a concerted effort to push guys a little quicker when they get back. So and 
And that big dude is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely see something in him. And even th- the the young lions that worked this last tour, Oiwa, and then the other guy with the. Uh, I like uh, Oiwa too. Yeah, I forget the other guy's name, but they're good. They're they're solid. They're solid as hell, as they always are. I mean, they always are pretty good. They always look like a million bucks, and and Eugene Nagata's got them whipped into shape. And says, so, so yeah, I always. Guy with the heel face. The other guy is. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, fuck. Hold on, I'll, I'll pull it up right now. Hold on. His name is. Uh, let me pull up this World Tag League tour here. Uh, uh, Nakashima, Yuto, Yuto Nakashima. Yes, is the one yeah, I'm that's it. About. That's it. And then there's uh, Kosei Fujita too. Is the other current one. But uh, you know, they 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 will go, still go on their excursions and everything. But um, you know, they'll just push these guys a little faster. So that's the Wrestle Kingdom lineup. I mean, the show doesn't feel super hot by any means, and a lot of that is because of the main event. Right, the main event well, feels main- cold because I like a lot of the stuff on the card. Like I think the so the women's match obviously is going to be super, super important and super, you know, no- noteworthy. Uh, the junior heavyweight tag title match looks awesome. The Antonio Inoki thing, you know, you're going to get Fujinami in there. It's going to, you know, whatever. It's going to be that FTR and 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 go to and, and and Yoshihashi. I mean, it's fucking FTR. Like they don't have bad matches really, so uh, I expect that one to be pretty great. Uh, Saber and Narita, I- I'm excited to see because I like Narita. Uh, Carl Anderson, Tamatonga, well, you know what? Hey, <laughs> uh, Keiji Muto's final New Japan match, I-, I guess. I mean, some people might enjoy that more than I would. I'd rather see Tetsumi Fujinami wrestle than Keiji Muto, but that's me personally. I've seen Keiji Muto wrestle a lot lately, and I don't really love it that much. Uh, and then Will and-, and and Kenny is is great. And then Junior Heavyweight, four-way, it's like whatever. Dude. So there's like, I don't know, I guess there's like three or four matches that I'm kind of eh on, but, you know. If Will and Kenny delivers, and White and Okada will, and when it's all said and done, we're going to say, like, hey, that was a really, really great match or whatever, and it's really cool. Okada won, and the crowd went nuts, and, like, it'll be fine. But it's just, yeah, going into it, it feels ice, ice cold, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, we kind of covered the World Tag League. I don't do, We don't really need to. No, we just did it. We did we it. Yeah, did we, it. we integrated it in there. So let me do the, what happened during the World Tag League final uh, is Minoru Suzuki cut a promo and said that at the end of the year, Suzuki-Goon is no more. They will disband. Uh, and there's a, I don't know if you saw this, the Suzuki-Goon eight-man tag match planned for the December 23rd show, uh, the annual snow show, the, the show where somebody wins in the main event and then snow pours from the the, the, the Cork and Hall uh, uh, roof. And this is going to be a fun match, and I'm going to be interested to see how this one works out. Uh, Taka, El Desperado, Lance Archer, and Minoru Suzuki versus Duki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Taichi, and Zack Sabre Jr. And then it is it. Closed. Sinan on Suzuki-Goon. So what do you make of that news? Suzuki-Goon is no more. Uh, and what do you think about that match to kind of finish off the unit? Yeah, probably a little long in a tooth as far as units go. I'm not someone who's constantly clamoring for units to switch and change and go away. You're more on that than I am. Um, or have been in the past anyway. Yeah, some just kind of get like like chaos is like very long in the tooth and and has no juice anymore. And, and Suzuki Gun got to that point too, where it was like, all right, we're what are we doing here? But yeah, I don't want to I don't want to change it every year, every six months, or whatever. Dragon Gate does it, and that's their thing, and it works for Dragon Gate. It would not work for New Japan if every six months these people were changing units and stuff. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with Suzuki Gun going away, and it'd be interesting to see where the pieces land. You know that that's I want to see where where the dust settles and where the pieces land. That'll be, that'll be interesting to me. And I, I like the match where they're going against each other. And Taka Mishinoku undoubtedly will be eating another pin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Getting the shit kicked out of him by everybody again. So but, now I wonder, um, cause that that's cause somebody's going to have to, somebody's going to have to be in the middle of that ring with the snow coming down or they'll all be there. And they're all at the end of the match, you know, arm and arm you think or that'll whatever. Be, you think, you think that'll be the main event? Uh, I think it is listed as the main event. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure. And they, they, they do match order. Um, for sure on those. So let me double check. 
Uh, Cork and Hall, December 23rd. They are the eighth match. Eighth match, 30-minute time limit. Final match. So this is the main event. Yep. Is there anything else interesting on that show? Uh, no, <laughs> not really, which uh, is conspicuous by his absence, Joe. I'm going to do a uh, search, and everyone's going to hear it. I'm going to type in J. What? Oh, no. Oh, this motherfucker's not even working. Weird. It's strange how he is not, because I'm thinking, well, you can't have that. I, you're Joe, you're probably right. That wouldn't make sense to not have the Wrestle Kingdom main event or, you know, have Okada, you know, do a Rainmaker to somebody and pose in the middle of the ring while snow comes down to get it. No. Because Jay White's not going to be there, so yeah. what a stunning, what a stunning turn of events that this match is cold. <laughs> right, the guy can't be bothered to build it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. So no, your final match, uh, uh, your go home show to uh, Wrestle Kingdom is yeah going to be the Suzuki Gun final match. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I like Jay White just fine, but I wouldn't mind if he just hit the bricks. I, I yeah, I've had enough of him and his egregiously long 40 minute matches and that there's that a whole i'm too land. cool for school thing about the whole thing and it's like all right yeah know. he you know and that worked for him for a while i think he needs a reset i agree do something different it's you know and do it somewhere else too i mean he really acquitted himself well both in impact and aew it might be time for him to just move to american tv i don't even care where it is you know what i mean like Maybe this whole New Japan lifer thing and him having a big baby face run. I'm not even interested in that anymore. I've I've just had enough of this. I'm kind of over it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, that was my thought, too, is that, like, if he lost in the Tokyo Dome and then just moved on and just did something else, I, you know, it's fine by me yeah. at this point. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's see what we got here. So that's New Japan. We covered that, covered everything with them. Uh, you know what? Let's Let's quickly... Uh, all Japan, you got some news and notes and some some stuff uh, that you reported at flagshippatreon.com about All Japan Pro Wrestling. And then we'll finish out with uh, my thoughts on Ring of Honor. Uh, but, yeah, what did you think of uh, – or, or what, what did you make of, of the news that you got uh, about the uh, shakeups in All Japan Pro Wrestling? Office shakeups, departures, all that other stuff. Again, available flagshippatreon.com, uh, patreon.com slash voice of wrestling, voice of wrestling.com slash patreon. Did you see the Suwama article in Tokyo Sports? I did. That is one angry man. <laughs> so, well, well, my point here is I'm glad that I published our story when I did because conveniently enough, the very next day, it all gets confirmed by the by one of the guys in the company who basically said that, you know, Tajiri, well, people can go read it themselves, I guess. I mean, basically buried Tajiri and they've been going at it on Twitter and Tajiri is saying a lot of things like, well, Everybody likes to blame me for everything. I'm going to write a book and I'm going to tell the real story and all this and that. Uh, Tajiri, who is now living in Malaysia, yes. apparently. Yes. Um, so Tajiri, Jake Lee, and Izanagi are gone. Tajiri was the booker at one point. He fell out of favor. Um, and really, it's very much connected to Jake Lee because the failure of the Jake Lee push is kind of like that was Tajiri's big thing that he was hanging his hat on and it didn't work. And he was unable to get Lee over the hump, along with a bunch of other attempts to get other people over as stars as well. So uh, the rest of the office kind of, you know, he fell out of favor and they are not going to renew him in January. So Tajiri's already gone. He's already moved to Malaysia. Uh, Jake Lee has opted not to renew his own contract. And that could be sort of a that might be more mutual than people think. Um, but Tajiri was his biggest backer. And with Tajiri gone, he kind of saw the writing on the wall, especially when he did that 30-second job to Nomura, uh, Naoa Nomura, who had left the company last year. But 
that was that that 30 second match was both the company trying to woo no more back and also very much writing on the wall to Jake. And, you know, it was after that match and with the news that Tajiri would be out of power that Jake Lee decided that he's not going to renew his deal either. So Jake Lee is out and there's a lot of speculation that he could land in New Japan. Um, you know, Yuji Nagata has been working all Japan shows and Jake Lee already tried to politic his way into the G1. That didn't work out <laughs> and that did not work out at all. I mean, the company wanted a minute too, but, and, and the other thing from Jake Lee's perspective is look, new Japan obviously doesn't respect all Japan. They couldn't get me in the G1. We have this working relationship with them and they send us all these old guys like tiger mask and, 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 and these people, and they don't send us any real stars. So maybe from Jake Lee's perspective, he figures, I might have a better chance of getting in with New Japan on my own than I do with this company. Yeah, you guys and, aren't going to help me. So if I'm going to get to them, I, I pr- might have to just do it without you. Yeah, and with, Taj- and with Tajiri gone, his push is over. So I can totally see him, you know, not wanting to be there anymore and looking for a, a change of scenery. I mean, that all makes a ton of sense to me. And Izanagi, it's really funny why he left. Um, they brought in Nosawa Rangai and Kendo Kashin. Because now they have a deal with they've Great. got this working. Got, you got to bring in those guys if you can. You got to if you have an opportunity to bring in Kendo Kashin and Osawa Ronga, you, you just got to do it. So glad. Well, so they're working with Noah now in addition to New Japan, and they brought in Rongai and Kashin, and they're bringing in Manabu Soya. And as soon as Izanagi found out that Rongai was coming in, he quit on the spot <laughs> because those two guys have nuclear heat. They have nuclear heat because Izanagi, who for people who don't know is uh, Tiger's Mask uh, at Sushi Murayama. And he worked as Tiger's Mask for years in Osaka Pro. Still works as Tiger's Mask, as Eagle's Masks for a while. But anyway, um, Nuclear Heat, because he worked some um, uh, Tokyo Gurintai shows years ago that was Nosawa no Rangai's little side project, his little promotion. And he claims that he was shorted on pay and wasn't paid. <laughs> I believe him, but... By wrong guy, and for years he's been bad mouthing wrong guy, and the, like they bad mouth each other. Right, right. do not get along. These, these two guys hate each other's guts. It is it is described as nuclear heat. And as soon as uh, Murayama found out that they brought in wrong guy, he quit on the spot. Immediately made the call to Zeus, and it's already been made. He's already back in Osaka Pro. Zeus took him back immediately. So, and it's already public. Like they they ran a little presser and everything where, um, you know that. If you go on Twitter, you know, you got Zeus and Murayama shaking hands, taking the photo op. And uh, so he landed on his feet back where he worked most of his career. He was with Osaka Pro for many, many years yeah, and yeah, was yeah. Pushed, as the, pushed as the top guy. So he won't be doing the Izanagi gimmick anymore. He's going to, you know, he he had been working Osaka Pro shots while he was with All Japan as Tiger's Mask anyway. So, and maybe people don't know, but Zeus is now running. That's where Zeus went. That's where Zeus went. Yeah, if you don't know, Zeus, who was in All Japan, now he runs Osaka Pro. He owns Osaka Pro. He owns and runs it. So um, it doesn't make that. It doesn't make tape. And when it does, people don't bother uploading it. But that's where. So Izanagi said, fuck this. I want nothing to do with no Sawa. I'm out of here. I'm going back to Osaka Pro. Tajiri, they they let go. And Jake Lee said, well, there goes my ally in the office. So I may as well skedaddle as well. So the Noah guys are coming in. Um, Look. The obvious speculation is that Nosawa is going to be some kind of power broker. I'm staying out of that. Um, 
Is it curious that Kotero Suzuki was recently booked for an All Japan show? Ah, hmm. You can read into that how you like. I, you know, I, again, I'm going to stay out of it. Okay. Um, I do know that it was described to me by multiple sources that Takeo Omori has picked up a lot of power. Uh, Kohei Wada, the referee, has picked up a lot of power. Suwama is going to be heading up the All Japan. They're doing a project, a women's wrestling project. So he'll be busy with that, but he's still part of the office. And the guy who kind of has less power than he used to is Suji Ishikawa, who at one point was the booker before Tajiri, or at least was a power broker. But he's kind of just, he's part of the office, but he's not, he's not one of the power brokers right now. It's basically Takeo Omori, your boy, um, Wada, and we'll see what happens with Nosawa. I mean, it seems like wherever this guy goes, he at least wields a little bit of influence, right? For at least a short time that he's there or, or whatever. Um, he worms, I'm not, he seems to worm his way into it at all times. So who knows? And who we're knows? Seeing some of his pals get booked the Yeah, it, yeah so it's, it, it, it's, never, can, it's never that hard to figure it out. So we'll see. You could connect your own dots, but I'm not telling you, I'm not pulling a Meltzer here and telling you he's the booker. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but. Um, it'd be foolish not to keep one eye on him. I mean, you know, but for now it's just appearances from the Noah guys. Um, there's still the loose affiliation with new Japan. An interesting piece was Omori. Um, Tajiri was pitching, working with WWE when Levesque took over. Cause I guess he still has a relationship with triple H, but Omori was one of the guys who was very much against that. Um, a lot of these Jap- Japanese promotions want nothing to do with WWE. It's poison to them. They're very wary. Uh, he had a run. He had a run there. Right? He was in the Royal Rumble that one time. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Wild Man. Amari. Yeah. Amari. The, the Wild Man of Japan. Japan. <laughs> Amari. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So instead, they're going to work with Cyberfight and and stick with New Japan and Cyberfight. Mostly Cyberfight now, though, uh, predominantly. But um, but yeah, we'll see where Jake Lee lands. I think the odds of him ending up in new Japan are, are, are pretty decent, honestly. And I think that they'll repackage him like they do everybody. And if, if he ends up there, um, but I, I think that that's probably very obviously his goal. And the other thing is, uh, Naoya Nomura, who, you know, has been working grimy indies and doing some shots for all Japan. Uh, you know, they put his tag team back together and he's basically taking Lee's spot. I think there's a really good chance with the new with Tajiri out and Omori and Wada and some other people in that they get Nomura back in the fold full time. You know, I haven't heard that and I didn't write that. My speculation, just based on putting the puzzle pieces together, is I think there's a really good chance they get Nomura back. So, you know, if you get a trade of Tajiri and Izanagi and Jake Lee for a little bit of Noah help and you get Nomura back and you push this on Zai Kid, who just won the Tokyo Sports Rookie of the Year, who they really love, and who New Japan wanted badly, and who Yuji Nagata loves. He lobbied to be his first opponent. He lobbied to tag with him in the tag tournament. He's still probably trying to, you know, sneeze <laughs> him out of claws into him. Yeah. Now, if it's, I'm all Japan, like, do you really want the other that the New Japan's head dojo guy putting his claws into your, you know? no doubt you know guy that you're trying to build around for the field like that seems kind of dumb like that seems like this is probably how it was going to end right it seems like the kid has connections to suwama and some and 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 that he wanted to be in all japan though so um 
you know, you're and that's just a good... giving him an option. If you're going to put Eugene Agata to put his claws into him. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And I guess the other piece of this is Tajiri tried to bring some people with him. Um, I know for a fact he tried to get Hokuto Omori and Yasuke Kodama to leave with him. Among others, I don't know the other names. To, go to, to Kod- go to Malaysia? Well, well, yeah. Or just he leave? Yeah, to- okay. No, no, no. He wanted Omori and Kodama and some other... O- Omori and Kodama have official... They turned it down. They're staying in all Japan. I don't know who else he asked. I don't know if anyone else is going to leave with him. Nobody has yet. But his idea was to to do like what Strong Hearts does and to do what Enfants Terribles did when, when Wrestle 1 broke up. And that there's strength in numbers. And we can get booked places a, a together. So bring them to Malaysia and work those shows. And then sell sell yourselves as a group the way that strong hearts bounced around everywhere and now have landed in gleet and um the way enfants you know did the same but ended up in all japan that was his master plan but it backfired because nobody left with him so he's kind of just in malaysia by himself and i don't know what his plan is from there but um yeah so that's really what's going on in all japan do you have any questions or no, I I, um, I think yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see it all plays out. I mean, I Lee, the next step for him it will, will will be fascinating, and yeah, I think it's gonna be it, it'll be obvious very quickly what's going on and who's gaining power by who they book. I mean, that, it, it's never that hard to figure this out in Japan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's never it's hard to figure out who's the actual booker. You know, the guy with the pencil or whatever. But like, you can tell who's assumed power or who's kind of power broking or whatever. And and you'll see that in the in in the roster and, and the makeup of the roster pretty soon. So yeah, well, um, the fact that Nomura is basically back in the fold, like I said earlier, is a big sign. Yeah, I mean, he was fed up with New, with all Japan. We talked about that a year ago when he finished up. And, and, you know, a lot of it was probably the directions and, and where the company was going. And Jake Lee undoubtedly was Tajiri's number one project and it just didn't work. Yeah. So I don't think this is bad for anyone involved. No, I I think a a shakeup for all Japan is not bad. A change of scenery for Jake Lee is not bad. I I think all that stuff is, you know, because what were they doing with with these parties all together? What was happening? Nothing. You know what I mean? Like it was just kind of whatever. So yeah, Jake Lee trying something new going somewhere new fine all japan trying something new trying new people new power yeah that's fine all of it is okay with me i i, I think they they're in desperate need of, of of some sort of juice and some sort of shake-up i don't know if this is it <laughs> i don't know if this is the successful juice in the shake-up but you got to try it at least uh for sure and jake lee desperately desperately needed uh, a shake-up or something new too and so, yeah. no more if they you know if they do get no more back full time that's a great score oh because he was and a huge loss and we talked about it on the, on the at loss. the time we were like well that what does that say about all japan where this guy's just gonna fucking leave and not really have any plan of what he's going to do i mean he was working like the grimiest things for a while and we're like dude this guy is too good to be doing this so i'm glad he's back because I, I i do still think that he's got potential and you've got the saitos who are a fun act cyrus has gotten over believe it or not i know he was a, a meme for us but he's start he's gotten over teaming with suji ishikawa you have the anzai kid who they're really banking on and you know you get no more back i look and a change of scenery with the office. The one thing you have to be wary of is wrong guy. <laughs> it's fucking just... no sour. It's never out of the question that. Uh... And look, I know like the deep pearl people on Twitter hate my guts and they always get on my case and think that like, but it's, you just, you gotta be wary of this guy because you know what comes, 
you know, and, and you know what follows. And we know what comes. And, and if you don't know what comes, Jesus Christ, it always comes. So, like. You know, and, and you know, it's just he's he's just, a, you know, he's got friends everywhere and he's a great politicker. And, you know, but it could be like Dragon Gate where he drifts into town, has a little bit of influence and then finishes up his time and drifts out of town. That could be what he's doing here. You know, I'm not saying he's he's fucking planting a flag, you know. And it's funny, there's people on Twitter who insist that I was saying, Dave Meltzer said that no Sauron guy was booking Dragon Gate, not me. I don't know why people attach me to that. Rich, everything I ever wrote was that he's not. That, that he wasn't, yeah. You said some modicum of influence, but I not the booker. Yeah. My opinion is he had some level of influence because it was fucking obvious. You can't ignore the, the signs. But I, I But no one ever told me he was the booker. And if I told you who my source was on the last story, I mean, people, it would blow people's minds. <laughs> yes. You know who it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the guy laughed it off. He's like, no, absolutely not. That's like he thought it was like a joke. Um, You know, a wrestler who's been there for like 20 years. And that's the last I'll say of it. You know, I don't want people to play the guessing game. But, um, but could Ron Guy come in here and have a little bit of influence? I think we're seeing it already. Yeah. Katara like, Suzuki is a good, yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's a good shining light on it and, right there. You know, but I'm not saying that the guy's got the book, but, you know, let's see what happens. Let it play out. And it, I do think all of these shakeups are good for all Japan. They need a shakeup. Clearly what they, the status quo was just dull and uninteresting and boring. And away we go. So I will keep an eye on it. And if I get more news on this, obviously, keep an eye on the Patreon uh, $5 tier and, and, and here on the show. Uh, so we're just about out of time. We're actually out of time, but we'll go a little bit longer. Screw it. We can, it's our podcast. We can do it. So let me uh, quickly, uh, do a, a, a little bit of a recap for uh, final battle. Now, obviously you went in detail reviewing final battle the night of, uh, that is available at flagship, patreon.com, patreon.com, uh, slash voices of wrestling instant reaction, uh, you bought it. What about an hour and a half hour? Or so I, I, I forget exactly how long it was, but, but a detailed, yeah, if you want a detailed review uh, of ring of honor and a detailed recap of, of the, the, the media call afterwards or that, not the media call, <laughs> the scrum, me. I yeah. should say, yeah. if, if you want Fans me, utter, if you want me utterly destroying everybody that was in the room, for the <laughs> right. scrum, there's, we got that for you. Flagship patreon.com, yeah. uh, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling. But, uh, yeah, I thought final battle was a, a pretty Rich, awesome I don't show. Think we're, oh, go I ahead. don't think we're, I don't think we're getting invited to any luncheons if we go to any of these shows with the rest of the wrestling media. yeah i don't, I don't think we're going to tj fridays with anybody afterwards i so, apologize well, I, Rich, you know what, you you, know what? fuck you they, they you shouldn't go but i should still be able to go and get some you should sticks. be but you should be but you get lumped in with me yeah that's time. fine that's yeah. i don't really want to go to tj fridays that much anyway so yeah i would like those they have good mozzarella sticks but uh, that's all right anyway um <laughs> i thought it was a great show i, I thought i don't know i i I don't know if you've had the, the the ability to you know think about the show a little bit longer. What you thought after you know sleep on it or whatever. I thought it was oh, the, floor, really... the floor. People heard my takes. The okay. floor is yours. I was sir. gonna say I thought it was a tremendous show. I, I liked it from top to bottom. I think the crowd was awesome the entire night. Uh, that helped a lot of things, and I thought pretty much everything delivered. Uh, to the level that I wanted, other than you know, Samoa Joe and Juice Robinson was just kind of there, but I had almost no expectations for that. Uh, and Claudio and Jericho I thought was a little bit better than I thought because I had pretty low expectations. I love the finish. Love the idea of of Jericho tapping out while in the swing. I I, I adored that finish. Uh, I don't. What was that? What were the takes that night? Because I was not around that night. Did people love that finish or hate it? I didn't see any um, 
backlash to okay. that finish. Because it I fucking think rocks. People... And if anybody who hated yeah. it, you're wrong and you're just dumb. So stop watching because it was great. Oh, it was a really good finish. Yeah, yeah, it was a tremendous finish. Because it, it adds to the swing. Because the swing otherwise is just a worthless thing that you just do. You know what I mean? Like you just do the swing and then it's over. I love the idea of Jericho being like, fuck this. Well, you I'm know what it does now is now every every time Claudio does that, people are going to th- uh, exactly believe yes. it's finished now. Right, which so, is great. Yeah. Because it makes mm-hmm. it, it brings that spot just a completely different level, and it was just really really cool. And sometimes a finish out of nowhere is, is is pretty good too. And that was completely out of nowhere. The fans had no expectations that that was going to end it, and it did. So I love that match. Uh, Briscoes and FTR. I mean, what more can you say about that match? Just fucking tremendous. Like one of the best matches of the year. Definitely a hundred percent going to be in my top ten. Uh, I don't think it's my number one. Uh, I, I have some other. We'll, we'll reveal that as we you know go on throughout the, the month of January or whatever. And I, I like to rewatch a lot of stuff too. But uh, not my number one. But but a hundred percent in my top ten, and, and will definitely be there at the end of the year. I thought it was just a bloodbath, uh, just a tremendously worked a fight. Uh, just some some of the spots they did were just out of this world. And we talked about it in our Hall of Fame results show. Man, I've been watching the Briscoe brothers have great matches for twenty years now. It's like these guys just are. They're so good. And FTR, I mean, they, it, 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 they are what they are. Everybody knows about FTR. Everybody knows that they're a, a proven commodity, but the Briscoes continue to do this. And they've been taking spots and bumps like this for, again, 20 years, and they're still able to do it and still able to have tremendous matches. I, I just I can't say enough great things about this match. Go out of your way to watch it if you haven't seen it. Uh, 9.58 right now on Cage Match as far as, uh, you know, I saw. Uh, so 0.58 better than the uh, Iron Survivor Challenge men's match or whatever, which, again, just speaks to how absurd that rating was. But uh, no, just go out of your way to watch this one. Easily, easily, easily in my top 10. And then quickly about the other stuff, I thought Athena Mercedes Martinez was solid. I, I love the idea of giving Mercedes Martinez or uh, uh, Athena the, the, the championship. Uh, I think they've struck gold with whatever this new character thing is for her. And uh, go with it. Go all the way with it. And, and, and I thought that was the obvious result. So I love that match. And then I thought the match that way, way, way over-delivered on what I thought it was going to be, Swerve in Our Glory uh, versus Shane Taylor Promotions. Hey, J.D. Griffey, well, you know what? They're not all winners, but God damn it, I thought the rest of the match. I thought he played his role okay, but I thought Taylor was just fucking awesome. I thought Keith Lee was great, and I thought Swerve, that was a master class by Swerve. Just in character work, in ring work, all that stuff, Swerve was just out of this world great. He In that match, you saw that this guy could be a world champion. It could be a top, top tier guy if you really wanted to, because he the way he was just weaving the character work in, doing the stuff as as kind of a shitbag heel, also trying to be with his partner, but also knowing that he kind of is an asshole to his partner. Like, it was just, I thought that was just a massive performance. I thought Shane Taylor was great, and I loved when they tagged in. I loved when Keith Lee and Shane Taylor are in the ring and the crowd just gets to a standing ovation. Because you know what wrestling needs more of, Joe? And I know you believe this, too. More fat guys. I love what, what happened to all of our big, giant fat guys that look like they could whoop your ass? I agree. They went away. They went away for way too long. And these guys came back in and the crowd, before they even touched, got up and started cheering and, and, and doing a standing ovation because the fans, the people want fat guys that are tough again. And we need to bring back the fat, tough guy wrestlers. So, yeah, I love Keith Lee and Shane Taylor bringing that back. But I thought that match was going to be good. Way, way, way over delivered on my expectations. Um, Six man match. Whatever, the embassy versus Dalton Castle and the boys, 10 minutes. You got your result of the embassy winning. It was fine. Perfectly, perfectly okay, acceptable for wrestling in and out in 10 minutes. Uh, and then the pure title match, I'll say that's probably the one match that a little bit disappointed me. I thought it was good, uh, but I thought it was going to be really, really it, it didn't reach the levels that I thought it was going to reach. Uh, only 15 minutes or 14 minutes, 52 seconds, so not as much time to really dive into it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I expected a little bit better than what I got. But that's pretty much the lone match that I, I went in with high expectations and came away with just saying, eh, 
that was okay. Everything else that I had expectations for uh, either delivered or exceeded them, or I just was like, whatever, with Samoa Joe and Juice Robinson. So I thought, all in all, a fun pay-per-view, a good pay-per-view, a hot crowd, and it feels like this Ring of Honor brand is going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun with Tony Khan running it. So I'm in. I mean, all the pay-per-views have been great. The atmosphere has been great. The booking, I think, has been pretty great, too. So I'm excited about it. The problem is... Uh, television executives, <laughs> not that excited about Ring of Honor uh, as they failed to secure a TV deal, uh, as you touched on uh, during the, your instant reaction. Uh, so the ROH Weekly TV will be on Honor Club. Uh, as reported, uh, as you reported on FlagshipPatreon.com, New Japan may factor into that new Honor Club a little bit, which would be nice. But yeah, that's, I mean, there's nothing you can say other than just tremendous disappointment that the result of featuring Ring of Honor on your television, featuring the titles, doing all this sort of things, buying this company, do all this. The end result is we're on Honor Club streaming service, which is what we were on, you know, when we were dying. So it's like, I don't, you know, it's kind of hard to get super, super excited. I mean, I'm going to watch it because I think it's a tremendous show and I, I I think the booking and the atmosphere of it has been great, but uh, it's definitely a huge, huge blow and a huge disappointment that the end result is just, you know, it's this little internet property now. Yeah, you know, Khan will spin this and he didn't even have to spin it that night because the feckless, gutless, spineless (laughs) wrestling media didn't ask a single follow-up question on any of this, even though he spent 20 minutes filibustering and setting up his PR answer to begin with, because he was afraid he was going to get questions. And then they still didn't bother asking him any follow-ups. He'll spin this, but this is not what they wanted. Even if you do the most charitable math on this, you cannot get to a number, a realistic number that gives them the same amount of revenue as even a small television deal would. Okay. So um, even if you're very charitable with the, with the total number of subscriptions and, and, and then even so they're still faced with the issue of even if they get an exorbitant amount of subscriptions that blow away everyone's expectations, the show is still behind the paywall Right, growth. To... You're not going to grow. You're going to get. You might get existing fans to watch it. You're not growing. You can't grow, and you can't sell pay per views if you're behind a paywall. Okay, at that point, you're only selling your pay per views to that small number of people who are subscribing to watch the show. Uh, they're still going to have to feature ROH on AEW television when pay per view time comes around in order to sell pay per views. So th- they can't even completely eliminate that with the show being behind the paywall. So look, it's we talked about it last week. This is the worst case scenario where couldn't get any kind of deal. Even a streaming deal would have been better than this to get money, to get guaranteed money from the outside and be available to the masses in some form. They couldn't even get that, let alone a television deal was number one. Streaming deal was number two. Parking it on Honor Club was very much the last yeah that was we have this option so we'll just do it if nothing else comes up and right nothing else came up and this is not good and they'll they'll when he when when con finally does have to answer some questions about it he'll have all the spin ready and and a good answer i'm sure but this is not what they want and you know i'm i'm sure he's being truthful about having some tie-ins with new japan and maybe Maybe New Japan Strong will be there. Maybe it won't. Maybe some other New Japan content will be on there. Maybe it won't. Maybe New Japan will move their U.S. pay-per-views to there as opposed to fight. I don't know. Uh, These things are all on the table. Maybe Sasha Banks gives it a little juice if she comes into New Japan and works San Jose and the San Jose show is on Honor Club 
Uh, that'll be a big boon for the honor club service. At the end of the day, you're, um, you're, you have to work and you have to hustle and you got to pay more and do more and sign up more to get people to, to make money on this thing. Whereas a TV is deal is a check. Yeah. You get a check and here's the check. And then that's what fuels the rest of this guy. Modern wrestling right. is you get a giant, you get a, a check. It doesn't always have to be a giant check, but you get a check from somebody, a TV property, a TV station, a, da, 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 a streaming service, whatever. And that's how you fund your wrestling company. Now, you know, now they're going to have to, you know, hustle and grind for every little penny they make. And that's not ideal. The same way we do. Yeah. They're going to have to earn subscribers and then try to keep them and all the ebbs and flows that come along with that. It's a lot and easier to just get a bill, a check in the mail every week. <laughs> but, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And they fail and they failed and yeah. you know that they wanted to, and it just didn't work out and they couldn't get a deal. And he talked a lot about how he values his relationship with, with uh, Warner brothers discovery. And he talked about that so much that it leads me to believe he was expecting to get questions. They let him off the hook and didn't give him any. But I I think the answer was going to be, I would have asked him, did Warner Bros. Discovery turn you down? Then right. I would have asked was, him. What was the deal offered by Warner Discovery? Uh, what, yeah. Why? And why did they obviously turn you down? Because you're not on Warner. You're, you're not on TV. And then my next question would have been, did you negotiate with anyone else? And if you didn't, is it because you legally cannot due to your contract with Warner Brothers Discovery? I would love the answers to all of these questions. Nobody bothered to ask any. Well, you know. Which is a, a, a fucking embarrassment. <laughs> Gotta ask when they're people. coming back to your town. <laughs> so it, It's a fucking embarrassment. So eventually. I did, like the, I did like the one question. And you buried the hell out of it or whatever. But like right after he says, hey, we didn't secure a TV deal. Like the next person's like, so ROH has the momentum of a runaway train. <laughs> and is so successful right now. <laughs> He just told you. Yeah. He just was, told you they're not. They failed miserably. And it's like, yeah. Tony, why is ROH doing so well? Like, tell, how did this become such a great thing? It's like, Rich, the sad part is he was God. expecting questions. He was, yeah, he, he had the defenses up. And then yeah, he had the defenses up. And then nobody asked the questions anyway. <laughs> it's humiliating. It's, it really is to be right. a part well, of this. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, this is, uh, you know, it, it, it's not good. Um, you know, and I, there was some confusion that night that there'd be a television deal announced in January, but that got cleared up quickly. That's not the case. Oh, They're going on well, Honor Club in January. Yeah. It's, it's you know, that's where the show's going. He said flat out, the show is going to live there on Honor Club. $9.99 a month. And then he started selling it. So, um, yeah, it's it's an L. It's a big, giant L. They couldn't get a deal. And I suspect that in the next round of television talks, I guess they're going to try to fold it into whatever deal they negotiate with Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, but, and, but again, and, that's even a little cl- that, the problem with that is like that, so you tell people, hey, sign up for Honor Club, sign up for Honor Club, sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up, and then you're going to just you know if you have to show off and yeah. then say, oh shit, well we got a deal now, so that, yeah, it's not an Honor Club anymore. Like that that comes across as kind of you know. And that's yeah. why you didn't want this scenario to happen. You, <laughs> you did didn't not want, this want to, to have to tell yeah. people, hey, give us money for this thing on Honor Club. And then six months down the line, eight months down the line, a year down the line, two years down the line or whatever, say, ah, oh, shit, sorry. No, 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 no. Now we're on, uh, you know, TBS. So don't, don't. Yeah, no. You don't listen, want listen, my feeling on this, and I would have loved to have asked, <laughs> is he was not able to negotiate outside Warner Bros. Discovery because um, he... I find it hard to believe that a wrestling promoter with his track record couldn't la- find a landing spot for that show somewhere on TV. And maybe he did have deals on the table that just weren't good. Maybe they were ad splits or maybe they were for very little money. And that's possible too. 
But um, again, I would love for someone to have asked these questions because we're all still in the dark as to how this happened and why they don't have a deal. And, um, you know, I, I guess we have to wait for the next media call where I am positive these questions will be asked. Yes. Cause then you'll get um, your Brandon's and your David Bixen spans and, and, and yeah, you'll, Joe Lanza's Joe Lanza will put a Dave question Meltzer's. in the chat. He might not, might not get called on, but yeah, the, the, the question will be there. Rich. All I could do is jump in the queue. Yep. And you know, I hope people understand that. And maybe I, one of these days, Jim Woodcock will call on you, but uh... I've been, in, I've been on these things. I've asked questions occasionally at these things, but you, I can't make them call on me. Okay. I can't. Right. I and seen I've, a lot of people say like, well, just your way. You guys have this and you guys have, okay. We, we, we could, the best we can do is get in the queue. Yeah. And, and I've tried it. Both you can ways. get in the like call I'm, queue. You can get in the chat queue. I get in the chat queue. Cause I'm at work and I can't sit there and, and, and call and, yeah. and send on a hold or whatever, but I throw questions in the chat queue every single time. Every I've time. never heard one of your questions right out. No, I haven't either. I know so, you do the I check mean, queue and I know you do the call queue. So I've tried both, but I mean, and I've gotten called on, I think once and I've got, I've gotten called on for other companies like impact media calls and things like that. But, and I'm not suggesting anything nefarious. I don't think they're shutting us out. No, no, I, no. I, yeah. It's just, that's the name of the game. Unfortunately. Just, so yeah, they have limited time and it just is what it is. And, It'd just be better um, if everybody could, you know, raise the ship a little bit and raise the water level. A bit. I, listen, I have I am fully confident that on the media call for whatever it's going to be revolution or whatever's next you're going to get these questions asked because the the heavy hitter that was a room full of dopes at that ROH pay-per-view it really was I mean and if any of you were listening I'm sorry you asked terrible questions and you're earning the scorn that I'm giving you here and I gave you behind the paywall I'm sorry the questions were horrendous there was nothing that should have been asked to him once he announced that that he didn't right. get whatever deal. you were talking about scrape it because now you got to ask what has role. to be television questions has yeah. to be that's what it had to be or you're not doing your job right um but yeah i i don't know it's it's hard to really comment further until we get we need more details on this ask tony some questions and look don't think i didn't hop in the dms he doesn't he's no sells it he's not gonna go out of his way to answer these questions like he's just not it's gonna, not a good know. thing he's not yeah it, it, this is a massive 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 failure for his vision of what this was going to be so yeah he's probably not really excited about talking about it you know what i mean right. he's not jumping at the chance to say yeah hey let me tell you all about this failed <laughs> negotiation i did like no i mean he had one an all-time great negotiation with warner to get AEW onto you know television and and onto you know tnt and tbs and 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 then to get rampage and add that and and do whatever but like yeah that's a different you know that was that was that but he failed at whatever he wanted this vision to be ring of honor so yeah he's probably not very excited to discuss it with a lot of people yeah, really was a great. I I I thought the show was great, and every Ring of uh, Honor thing under his vision's been great. They've been a lot of fun, and you know, if you want my full review, you know, five dollars, you little hose. You know, I go behind the paywall and listen to it. Did you hear Stokely Hathaway called Jungle Boy a little hug? I did. <laughs> I did. What a tremendous line. He is a little. I, guess I was going to say. I mean, that's the perfect way to describe him. You know. Yeah. Damon called so, Yoshihashi a bag of socks. Perfect way to describe him. And yeah, Stokely yep. Hathaway describing Jungle Boy as a little hoe is is perfect. Yeah. Beat down that little hoe. So, um, what was I? I lost my train of thought with little hoe. Oh yeah, no. And my one, my one hot take though from my audio was, and I guess we could wrap up the show. We're done with topics, right? Yeah. Oh, that's um, right. yeah. 
I believe that 2022, when you consider all of the AEW pay-per-views and all the and the three Ring of Honor pay-per-views, the eight pay-per-views produced by Tony Khan, produced and booked by Tony Khan. I think you can make an argument. This was the greatest singular year of pay-per-view by one quote unquote company in the history of pro wrestling. What do you make of that hot take? Uh, yeah, I don't even know if it's that hot because I, I think you're, you're on the money there. I mean, the, the early, early year AEW pay-per-views were all awesome. Really, really good stuff. That's when the roster was at full power and stuff that, yeah, all really, really good stuff. Uh, Forbidden Door was tremendous. Uh, I thought All Out had, you know, its ups and downs. Like, there was some really, really good stuff on All Out, but some stuff that wasn't that great. But they finished out the year pretty good, uh, AEW, uh, in terms of pay-per-view stuff. And then ROH, I thought everything in ROH has been great this year. I've loved ROH's year. And that's why I said I'm like, I'm excited to watch it. I don't give a shit that it's on Honor Club. Like, it's it's bad for their growth and it's bad for their business. But fine by me. Like, I'll, I'll pay them $10 a month to watch this shit. Oh, I'm watching basis. that show. Yeah. Make no mistake. <laughs> yeah, but I think the pay-per-views have been great. I've really Like, this legitimately was a, a, a great show. And I thought Supercard of Honor well, was good, not, you know, I, I, I thought really, really good in, in, in parts. Not maybe all around great. But then the uh, Death Before Dishonor, I thought was fucking great. We, we talked about how great we liked that show. Uh, or how much we like that show too. So, and Forbidden I, Door is one of the greatest pay per views of all yeah, time. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a hell of a year. Yeah, when you really when you think about it in totality, now that we've put uh, you know a, a bow on you know AEW slash Ring of Honor's year, yeah, they've had a fucking tremendous year pay per view wise. I certainly don't feel like I've wasted money on any of them. I'll tell you that. I mean, the FTR Briscoe matches alone are three of the greatest tag team matches yeah. of all time. Oh yeah. Well, well, two of them are. I think. The second one, I, the second one was fine. The second one was a great match, but it's not one of the greatest tag team matches of all right. time. Right, the first one was one of the greatest tag team matches of all time, and then this dollar collar was one of the greatest matches of all time too, for sure. Yes, and and all three of them were match of the year contender level and things like that. Because the middle one is only surpassed by like these two in terms of tag team matches this year. But I wouldn't call it like that was quote unquote only a four and a half star match for me. Whereas like this double dog collar was one of the easiest five star ratings I ever gave out in my life. I mean. It was just phenomenal. And obviously the first match was just just broke the seal on all of it. And it was like, wow, these teams have incredible chemistry and they're great together. So, yeah, but I think all told, Tony Khan produced the greatest singular year of pay-per-view events in the history of professional wrestling. I do. It was better than any of his years because you toss in the Ring of Honor shows and Forbidden Door. So... I don't know. Somebody pitched me another year in another company. Yeah, I would say the only one I would pitch is probably 2021, which I thought was great. You know, after a revolution, I think the a revolution was not that great. Uh, Double or nothing, all out was one of the greatest pay per views of all time, all out 2021. And then full gear, I remember being really great as well. But uh, when you had the Ring of Honor stuff, yeah, you got and Forbidden Door with, with 2022. I mean, yeah, that's just an embarrassment of riches at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so with the worst one else? probably being all out, like I said, and that was still pretty. Pretty great. <laughs> you know I mean? There's great. There was great matches on every pay per view yeah. they produced. Mm-hmm. Even it's a fun company. Show... I like it. <laughs> it's weird. I like it. Yeah. So, um, anything else on uh, the final battle or the nah. TV deals? Or I'm done. I'm Let's fall out here. Or... I'm done. Yeah, Ring of Honor. I'm excited. I'm excited of, to see what I'm happens. Kind of, but 
I'm kind of burnt too. This is a long show. <laughs> it's a long show. You did the TV reviews. Yeah, let's get out of here. We're done with this. So anyway, we are done. FlagshipPatreon.com. We talked about it a lot, but uh, you're going to want to make sure you subscribe to that. Plenty of audio going up. Bonus stuff up there right now. FlagshipPatreon.com. Patreon.com slash Voices of Wrestling. Also, VoicesOfWrestling.com. A lot of really good stuff going on there right now. Uh, we're doing our Secret Santa thing right now where we gift each other wrestling matches and review them. Uh, so just a lot of really fun writing about a lot of really cool matches. So go check that out. Uh, voicesofwrestling.com and uh, yeah that is it for us voicesofwrestling.com says discord if you want to join the conversation on our discord you can do that and also on youtube look up voices of wrestling on youtube we're trying to grow that channel and we're doing pretty well at it uh, doing clips from podcasts doing different things all of our podcasts are available there uh, as well if you want to listen on youtube uh, uh, in addition to uh, wherever you listen to your podcast whatever podcast app you use so that is it for us we'll be back next week with i guess our christmas show we'll figure that out as as we go throughout the week but uh, that is it that's joe i'm rich we'll talk to you next time on the flagship podcast take care Hey everybody, my name is Jesse Collings and I want to tell you all about my show, The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. On The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast, we do a thorough analysis on the biggest issues and trends within the pro wrestling industry. We talk a lot about pro wrestling media, we talk a lot about fan culture and wrestling's place within general pop culture. And we talk about the broader influences that are shaping the way we discuss and analyze the pro wrestling industry. We've had some of the brightest minds in the pro wrestling intelligentsia on the show, including WrestleNomics host Brandon Thurston, both Rich Krejci and Joe Lanza from the Flagship Wrestling Podcast, Trevor Dame from the Through the Years Podcast, and a whole lot more. This isn't a show for hot takes. It's not a show recapping the latest episode of television. This is a show focusing on the biggest topics in pro wrestling and doing a deep dive on the real stories behind the surface level analysis you might find elsewhere. The Gentleman's Wrestling Podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you gave us a try. Thanks.